Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. We're back. We're almost to the new episodes. But first, a casual rewatch of Season 7A. This week we're going to be watching Episode 704, Hit and Run, Run, Run. Episode 707, Original Gangsters. And Episode 10, 710, uh, The Darkest Night. Mm-hmm. Night with a K. What'd you think of this last season? This is good stuff. This is fun. I like it. You? Yeah. I think uh, after the kind of downturn of season six there, like watching 704, which is probably the best episode of the season, it was just like, hey, wow, this show got really good again. Definitely a top five episode. I don't know. I don't know. There's, we've, we've had a lot of top five episodes, so I don't know who's counting those, but yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I put it up with the best of them. Hmm. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to be doing Hit and Run, 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 written by Mike Goldsmith and directed by Michael Goy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, liars are freaking out and digging a hole in the woods for Rollins, who they, you know, ran over. <laughs> he bounced through, Hannah, yeah. bounced through Hannah's windshield. Um, now, this is a callback to the pilot, or not the pilot, the season premiere, I believe, where we saw the girls digging and saying these lines. We didn't know what exactly the context was. Mm-hmm. It's just we had a good plan when it ends like this. It's called first degree murder. It's like, ooh, what's going on? Yeah. Now we know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if they bond of friends. I mean, Spencer's really pushing like we just have to fake. We have to we have to bury this and and not tell the cops. She's finally getting. She's taking some ownership for the murder she wishes she could have done. There maybe could have been a little bit more discussion. I mean, it's it's kind of you know. They work through it, and Spencer insists that this is how it must be done. So sure, I don't know that there's anything other than that. Like these girls didn't trust Rollins. How much there really would be to implicate them, you know, especially with Allison and her story and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to be all Arya here, but yeah, I I think they probably could have gone to the cops. I I guess they they don't know at this point that Rollins is a fraud, right? Right. They Uh, don't know that he's Archer Dunhill. But I mean, like they have the like the pin drop text message, so it's not like this is necessarily premeditated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Hannah and Allison are having to overcome various levels of shock. Arya, as we said, wants to call the cops. Um, at one point, the woman in white, Allison, struts over like a spaced out zombie and plunges her hand into the dirt to pull out Rick's ID badge for the hospital as. They talk about how are they going to possibly get her back in the Welby. Yeah, no, it's just like you're going to need this. It was like it was like ooh, this little a little hint of the real alley in there. A little bit, yeah. But not not boring alley. Um, I also like the line when uh, Hannah finally comes over to help, and Spencer's arguing with them and and talking about Arya's like wants to tell the truth, and Spencer says, "What truth is that? The one where Hannah doesn't know the right pedal from the left?" Mm-hmm. Which is just ouch, wounding because she made out her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some some tensions there because uh, well, Spencer found out that Hannah made out with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's our setup here, is that they've decided to bury Rollins, and they're gonna use his ID card to sneak Allie back in. 
I mean, kudos though for like how quickly they came up with a plan, you know, to to fake his leaving town, etc. Well, I guess this was all. I mean, we don't know how much time passed since they hit him, but probably half hour to an hour, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Spencer just had it ready to go, just yeah. in case. Would not shock me. Mm-hmm. Would not shock me. But yeah, the the image of Allie reaching into the grave and then pulling out the ID card is pretty good. I thought she was going for like his phone at first, but this works too. Or his heart. You're gonna need this. Um, so they do some bickering in the car. Uh, Emily's like going through Rick's phone. Doesn't look like there's anything there. Um, and this is where we're ironing out that they've they've formulated this plan that basically look make it like he skipped town on a train. Um, it's a touch of uh, uh, double indemnity, I think, but. They're also they're a little they're a little uh, salty of each other. Some tensions are definitely running high. Arya has to ride, bitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like the line. The uh, Spencer's they're talking about like Ron's phone or something. And Spencer's like, now who's an uptight nerd? And Emily's just like, you, still you. Yeah. I mean, Hannah's got like this like broken streak of blood going up and down her face. Like like it's like a good look from Force Awakens. Yeah. It's it's a little little Thor Ragnarok there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. She's going to work that streak of blood for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to find out that Toby's still working late at the police station on the hot lead that Emily tasked him with. Well, uh, I, I believe at the timeline, I'm remembering correctly, he had his engagement dinner. Then he bounced. And then Emily came over there and was like, files, look at these. And so he like, I don't know, put the, put the fiance to bed and it was like, I got to go into the office. Wasn't she wearing like some kind of like sexy nightgown too? And he's she just, was. And he's, yeah. he's just like, babe, duty calls. And she's like, really? Over booty calls? Yeah. Um, he's like, our en- engagement dinner. I I wore this. Oh, you'll be back. Okay. Oh my God. I would love to see Oscar Toby in like Police Academy 9 duty calls, booty calls. Write that fanfic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's basically his his working late is basically just reading Rick's bio on the Wellbeing website. He yeah, he's just like it's going to be a late night. He texts her and it's like, what are you doing exactly? Like, how hard is it for you to just like type this dude's name into like your your you know universal search or whatever the cops have? Yeah, see what comes up. But it's the same thing that like uh, Holbrook was doing when they were in New York. He's just googling like Ezra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ezra Fitz. Hmm. Way to go, Toby. I'm I'm amazed that she never called off the engagement at any point. Yeah. Um, I really like this bit where it's uh Hannah's gone back to the bar and she's showered and then she pulls like this bloody chunk of glass out of her scalp. It's great. It's huge too. Yeah, that's a that's a nice big big play chunk. Spencer's cleaning up the floor. The, Emily's just pacing through and tracking dirt everywhere. Come yeah. on, Emily. Yeah. Fucking amateur hour in the murder. How cleanup. exactly does Emily leave? Because like Emily is not here for the the infamous Caleb Spencer Hannah. Well, there's there's two doors. She just like runs out the back and like hides from Caleb, I guess, or something. Or she just runs and dives out of an open window. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it's funny is that what's about to happen entirely takes place at the door that's like not the one we've been seeing of the barn for. Oh, is it the other one? Yeah, it's the, it's the single door as the two double doors or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we get 10 minutes into the the episode and this is like the scene of all scenes. Caleb tries to let himself in. Hannah is, stands back and is silent and just kind of hiding. And Spencer caught between all this 
is just mortified and horrified and she she can't let him in even though she wants to even like when he really just starts pulling out like let me tell you these stories about how like i was like actually like you know had a, a long time infatuation with you mm-hmm. and she can't let him in because it would blow their cover and their their whole plan and whatnot and hannah has to hear all this and yeah it's brutal yeah uh he, he recounts that romantic beautiful night they shared in dc um it's i mean it's it's gut-wrenching because i mean troyan's doing such a good job in her performance uh and it's she's caught in an unwinnable situation well they are this is like three excellent people doing great work um and ashley benson's just listening but still uh i think like one possibly one of the most important scenes on the show ever for me at least um also i always like scenes where there's levels of people eavesdropping having to hear painful confessions and revelations Mm mm-hmm well, and Spencer gets exactly what she wants to hear from Caleb, but it's at the perfectly wrong time for it. In a variety of levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caleb didn't want to go to that job in San Francisco. No. He wanted to rub his thumb across the cleft in her chin. Mm-hmm. As you do. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yeah. I mean, that whole scene's really good. That, this is like when he knew, like, ooh, this is going to be a good episode. But, like, it's it's like a perfect callus for so much more, too. Um, I mean, you have the great pebble dropped in the lake of, like, the, the dead Rick, you know, those ripples. But, like, this is like a zen sand garden of beautiful terror. Um, well, Spencer, throughout this whole episode, I mean, Troyan just putting on a tour de force. Like, she gets a lot of good meaty material to work with and kills it. I'm assuming that she just needs to update her address of whoever mails out the Emmys. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've talked at length about this scene in the past. It's really good. If you have not actually been rewatching these episodes and just listening to the podcast, you should at least go watch this scene. Cause it, it really is that good. I would say, yeah, I mean, this episode of all seven, a, I would say this episode, this is the best one of, if anything in this, this episode, this scene in particular. Um, and then if you could, treat yourself to just spencer and emily's conversation mm-hmm. at the rally right afterwards well and spencer when she's drunk and comes back later to the barn with emily is also a really excellent scene just yeah just go for all the spencer scenes um so emily will be doing her shift at the rally talking to spencer about the plan um this is when emily's informed that hannah kissed caleb recently and emily's got this great like i don't need the shit right now look <laughs> on her face um, I just watched a central breakfast between you two, and now I have to hear about Hannah's involvement. I don't need this shit. Allie, meanwhile, is supposed to be her and Ari are supposed to be sneaking her back into Welby here, and then Allie like immediately runs and disappears. Got to keep your eyes on Allie, Arya. Working well, mistake there. I don't doubt that it's not. I don't doubt that you can give Arya the slip, but like, how the two of them in some fashion were not caught really worries me about this mental hospital. Aria was making all kinds of noise in the stairwell at one point, seemingly with another nurse, like a floor above in the stairwell. Barely. She follows yeah. I mean, There's no sense of spycraft. She follows that woman like she wants to be caught. This isn't like Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise is like hanging from a ceiling. Aria might as well be like knocking things off shelves like pans and shit. Um, yeah, so. I love how Emily tries to comfort Spencer, which you can't comfort a ship that's burning its way into the bottom of the ocean. It's like she's just like, oh, maybe the timing was wrong. So just like, what is timing? Timing's for figure skaters and comedians. You either love someone or you don't. Mm. Emily's just like, 
maybe I'm not the person to be helping you if my army of girlfriends who will be at war with each other for the end of the season. Yeah, Spencer's got some fun lines here. I like she had one earlier and she's cleaning up where she said, uh, if Mr. Mazzari could see me now, I totally would have gotten that part as Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Which like I, I feel like that's like the part that Troyan is destined to play sooner or later. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Out damn spot. <laughs> um oh, yeah. also the how does it feel to be clean? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, the the sad drunk girl at the end of the bar just working on her alibi. And needing those extra olives, lots of olives. It's like it's like someone's handed you a great writing prompt, and they've just ran beautifully <laughs> with it here. I, mean, I guess that is Martini Spencer's drink. I guess vodka martini. It is now stirred. Yeah, not shaken up like her. Yeah, and we're about to be introduced to uh, a Marco. Yeah, at the end of the bar there. So the, their plan is basically spencer's here just to like be on camera i guess right i think that she eventually is supposed to go to the train station but like they're all like she's doing something in public here she's supposed to pay with her card and it's kind of like i couldn't be somewhere else i was here type yeah. Of thing yeah i mean she's happy to make sure that the camera sees her at times um of course with the card thing you're expecting that she, oh no, she paid off Rick's card. I mean, that hasn't come back yet. So you think they would have figured it out by now? If that was the case. They've been looking for Rick for like six solid episodes by the end of the season. Like if they haven't run his credit card yet, then yeah. I mean, we we don't know that she did, but I think that any viewer who's watched TV shows, like that's your your assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her, uh, her, her line to him with the drink, knock him dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, eventually Arya is making tons of noise running around Wilby, finds Allie like hiding at the bottom of the stairwell. Allie doesn't want to go back into the shackles, and Arya's just like, no, you will get back in those shackles. <laughs> you put that muzzle back on. She's like, take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Don't be such a bitch. Um, yeah, when it gets be to a the... good girl and put your muzzle back on. <laughs> when it gets to the muzzle. <laughs> Arya's like, I've never put a muzzle on someone before and have it be like less kinky than this. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie's really sad about being played like a dupe. I like she has a line somewhere near or you know, talking about that. And Arya's just like, You are not stupid. You are in love. And Allie's just like, Oh fuck. That's Arya telling me this. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Uh, yeah, Spencer is just getting drunk at the bar. Marco shows up, sends a drink down her way. Have you ever done this at a bar? Have you ever sent somebody a drink over? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, do people do that in I'm, real life? I'm just going to go on a limb and assume that you have not. I've not, no. I I just... Mm. Maybe I just lack the charisma necessary to if pull you're, that off. If you're one of those people, email us. How'd it go? I'd like to hear about that. Did you did you just like spot somebody and just think like, fuck it, this, this will work if I was Don Draper, I'll wing this. Or did you do like some kind of weird gross numbers game where like you sent a drink to like five people? Mm. Yeah, let us know. Let us know how that went. Yeah, but Detective Marco Fury is the kind of bro who sends drinks over to strange women. I, I don't know if that's, I don't know. When it's, I just when don't it's really, know about this guy, Marco. When it's, it's not, it doesn't come off hideous, but when it's really like that kind of aggressive gesture, I'm, I'm loath to call it confidence. Marco seems a little bit sleazy. Oh, hi. Uh, oh. No, but like, uh, he let's presume he doesn't know who spencer is just, a, just I, a grin full of shit on uh, his face over here folks 
I, I find it suspect that he wouldn't know who Spencer Hastings is, uh, especially if he's like moving to this town to be the new cop. But even assuming that, if he doesn't know who this woman is, for him to be like, it's my first night in the new city where I'm going to be a cop. Let me see if I can swing a one night stand at the hotel. I don't know. That's a move. Oh, uh, not sure about this Marco guy. What, what was it our friend Anthony would say about whenever he had to move to a new town? We don't need to go there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Allison, while getting restrained by Arya, will have a conversation flashing back to the night Charlotte died. Uh, so this is does this flashback invalidate the phone call from the the two crows or whatever? That phone call must have came earlier. Okay, I assume. Um, I'm just trying to get a read on what's going on with Cece here, like because she she directed Ar- Archer slash Rick to to like kind of seduce Allie, right? We've seen an, a flashback in a different episode of that. I I think that flashback could tell you that she just wanted him to get her to like him and inspire her to hmm. fight to get her out. I don't know if she's expressly saying seduce my sister cousin. Yeah, I guess the thing is I'm, I'm not sure if this is really a shock to Cece or not. I think it's it's definitely shot in a way where and Vanessa Ray plays it in a way that like you don't know what her angle is well because she's facing away at first and it's kind of hard to read her face because she smiles a little and that that could be a smile that this is going according to plan or it could be like a a very rueful like I can't fucking believe this is happening this is how, this is how my life goes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so they argue and whatnot CC wants to be left alone Allie's like well you can't really do that the terms of your release blah 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 and she's like, I don't care. Get out of here. Nice uh, silhouetted shot of her in front of uh, the window there. It's like, I guess it must be like a street light or some really bright moonlight coming in. And Allie's like walking back down through the pews. And I mean, I feel like it's a given that we're going to come back to this before oh, the show's sure. over. There's like the loudest creak of like wood as someone stepping on wood ever. And well, Allie's just like, huh? Well, Allison. You're, first of all, you're Allison De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. You live the life you have. You're in goddamn Rosewood, Pennsylvania. You should know that that's a suspicious, super loud, investigatable mm-hmm. creaking of wood. Also, is it me or is Allie's makeup like way better in this flashback than what she's doing currently? Like, I don't know. You mean uh, after the the mental hospital and the night in the woods and? No, it, like I mean, she's not. <laughs> this would be like her waking up in the middle of the night anyway. It's just I don't know for for some reason maybe it's the the color tone they have on this because it's a flashback but she she looks more like Allie hmm. anyway um, so yeah we find that out about like basically we finally figure out that's what Allie was doing there that night mm-hmm. that's Arya and Ezra saw her it yeah. was indeed her yeah she was the one in the red um, when Arya got in the, the taxi and Ezra fugued out mm-hmm. and Arya's like that's cool put your muzzle on and then she plays some Pokemon but of course, yeah. they want to. They want to leave Allie just as how she would have been found in the morning had they never got her out, so that everyone can see what a monster Rick was. Hmm. And then we go back to the bar. Marco's making his move. Spencer's about to leave, but then she's like, "Ah, fuck it. Let's get this on camera as a good alibi." He's like throwing a lot of smoothness out there and like letting her almost pay it off. You know what I mean? Like he'll throw out a line and he'll just kind of nurse his drink and like let her 
in a way come to him um what were you doing tonight burying a body <laughs> yeah yeah i love that <laughs> spencer so dangerous <laughs> he like he probably like winks at the bartender like oh yeah mm-hmm. um yeah but i love i love some of her drunk logic as she talks to him and like makes sure that she sees the surveillance camera and decides to stay a little bit longer. Oh, she's so very Spencer. Um, yeah. So then we get Hannah and Arya strolling through the woods, talking about whether or not Allison killed her sister cousin while wearing gloves and carrying giant cans of gasoline so they can torch a car and safety goggles. This yeah. is like the, the best look for these two. Yeah, yeah. It's great. They, they should just start their own service that they provide like sunshine cleaning, but like for doing dead crime. Bodies. Yeah. Like working for Winston Wolf, yeah. No one will ever suspect them of the cover up. I would love to see somebody take some of those scenes from Pulp Fiction, but like four liars. Or <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Look, if I'm curved with you, it's because I'm in a rush." God damn it! I like. I, I think it might have been earlier, but there's this whole discussion where Hannah can't remember the word for vehicular manslaughter. But what did she say? It, it was earlier. She's like, I think it was when they're driving in the car, and she's freaking about about what she's going to be charged with. And I think it's Arya who helpfully chimes in with vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Arya's once terrified of Allison's reaction to them wearing the same shirt to high school. So she had the school nurse basically send her home to change. Yeah, I, I like the story Arya had about how Allie used to terrify her. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, what's wrong with you? Put your muzzle back on. I want to say that in one of Joseph Doherty's like Kindle Worlds thing, he has a detail about how when they first met, Allison kept calling her Aria. <laughs> and Aria just went with it. Uh, so, of course, the car I, is I gone. can sympathize with that. When I was young, uh, I let my teacher call me William for like several months because she got the name wrong. I just didn't correct her. Wow. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Benji could have been William. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Um. Yeah, so Spencer and Fury are uh, she's, doing the thing. She's getting pretty sauced. <laughs> she's got his or her hand on his knee. He's telling some story about some ex girlfriend. Nice southern girl. I don't know, man. Bringing up the ex, but sure. Um, this is okay. This is not like it's his recent ex. Sure, whatever. Something about picking something up off the ground and eating it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, like we come in halfway through the story, so we don't get the full explanation which probably works better um yeah and then it's it's time to go what the hell could that have been i don't know yeah aria texts her and says i'm done uh but spencer is uh, having a little bit too much fun right now she she tr- she goes ahead and she insists on paying herself and maybe maybe not that's rollins's card and then these hit the elevator he hits the emergency stop and they're about to just get down right here when he's got her bent over, she sees her own reflection in the like marble glass or whatever, and like suddenly freaks out and like stops, stops, stop. So this is like, there's a little bit of like TV penetration here, though, right? I don't think so. No, he's like caresses her leg as she has one kind of pulled up and wrapped around him, but I don't think they get quite that far yet. Mm. They're getting close, but yeah. Mm. And then she she calls it off. I mean. I don't know. I'd, I'd say this is probably still someone in character. Like, I don't think they're necessarily having her stop just to, like, I don't know, preserve, you know, the morality of Spencer or anything like that. Like, no, no. I think it's just this is where Spencer is at in her headspace. She was almost willing to do this and then suddenly kind of saw herself and freaked out. She's got, I think, too many bad things happening tonight. She doesn't need to add mm-hmm. this 
reckless way of thinking. Just seeing her reflection suddenly reminded her of like who she is and probably thinking, you know, she's got other stuff she's supposed to be doing right now. I kind of wish that we had before they had gotten the elevator, we had got the cut to the uh, like bartender just like these two are going to fuck face. Um, yeah, so they're, they're he just looks at the camera. <laughs> winks. Those two are going to fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's like kind of like leaning her head against the elevator at one point. She's like, oh, shit. He's like shirt completely open, buttoning up. At least he's cool with stopping. And he respects that. Um, Might have to go take care of himself later, but sure. Yeah, yeah. As you do. Uh, this is presumably the only elevator in the Radley. No, there's probably a couple. I mean, most hotels have at well, least. The reason I bring that up is because of where Caleb and Mona make their vantage point in the darkest night. Well, it's like a bank of elevators. Like there might be like two or three over mm, there. Now. Okay. Um, yeah. Glad, glad somebody else didn't like come in this elevator and he's just like, it's cool. I'm a cop. Oh, well, hit the hit the button. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back out in the woods, Aria and Hannah, uh, comedy of errors as they can't find the car. <laughs> the car is gone. The plane has crashed into the goddamn mountain. Hannah's sure that she hid the car. Here. We lost the car. We lost the damn car, Arya. Because of a tree that reminds her of the Keebler elves. Keebler elves, yeah. Yeah, I love her struggling to remember Keebler elves. And then she finally does. And it's like, Keebler elves. And then it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> now, now that I'm stopped, focused on you know the name of these elves in particular, I can realize the implication of not being able to find this car. And then they see that the tire tracks are there. So the car was here and is now gone. Yeah. Um, what to do? Spencer will call... Emily to pick her up because she can't fulfill her part of the plan because she's um, drunk. Yeah, like like twenty five sheets to the wind. Um, Mona will show up in the woods and save the day. Um, I like that they she picks them up in the car that she's taking care of, drives them back to Lucas's loft to discuss all this. Um, Where is Mona's car? Yeah, how did she get out there? She like Uber it. <laughs> did she shoots the driver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so this is Lucas's car that they ran over uh rick with yeah she went and got it fixed from some i don't know all night windshield service that doesn't ask questions or something which is just in mona's rolodex yeah um also in that Arya would get real nitpicky about the proper name for ad um uber a ad whatever yeah you'll see little parts of lucas's loft there which i thought were interesting i'm, I'm sure anything related to ad or uber a or a emojis gotta be just like a little annoying to mona yeah she's like I'm a like it's a you know like this this whole like modifying what I started thing it's just never as cool as the, the you original. mean like uh uh like we can all complain about the president but at a certain point Obama's like you can't complain like I can because I'm in the club sure. uh, uh I like Arya's just like do you insert yourself into everyone's homicide or just ours which so like Jesus Christ Arya thank this woman know. she knows of which she speaks although Mona is dead on like Hey guys, torching the car, bad torch, idea. A torch car in the woods raises some questions rather than like eliminating them. Mm-hmm. Um, like why would especially Lucas's car? Yeah, yeah. Why would Rollins presumably torch Lucas's car and then take a train out of town? Well, I, I think the the assumption would be it wouldn't be connected to Rollins at all. It would just be somebody stole Lucas's car and torched it. But, oh, so Hannah will call in a stolen car. I'm oh, sorry, Lucas. Someone stole your car and burned it in the but woods. Like, why would you do that? within even a mile of where you buried the body you know you yeah. want that to happen in a completely different location yeah 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 that um, mona's there to save the day pretty much i feel like mona's services are super valuable in dc oh yeah 
Uh, like Spencer's doing like lobbying bullshit, and Spencer's apparently or most apparently working for the other side. But like, if she's doing this, Mona's doing that House of Cards thing where she's making the hookers disappear. Probably, yeah. Like I'm sure, like like there's like 25 senators who have her, you know, in the book. She's got like at least 15 sex workers like living in various houses uh, around the DC area and paid off with hush money. If she could make that bald guy from the first season of House of Cards, he's like that guy. Only she's got like like a whole no 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 not not that bald guy the 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 guy you and I both hate yeah that guy yeah the guy who's actually like a representative or whatever Corey Stoll Corey Stoll fucking Corey Stoll but she's like uh, is it Michael Kelly is that the other guy yeah Michael Kelly's the other guy she's like that guy but like she she doesn't just obsess on like the one um, you know sex worker she's got like twenty of them that she's got stashed all around. The Washington D.C. area. Mona's like Matahari core. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she'll bring up the burner phone, and Hannah and Ari are like, "Wait, Rick had a burner phone?" And Mona's just like, ah, "Fucking amateurs." Mm-hmm. And we get this really fantastic scene of Spencer and Emily come back to the barn. Spencer is fucking drunk, and she's in like that bad part of drunk where like there's no more happy buzzed high. Mm-hmm. This is this is the dark drinking. Emily tries to get her to drink some coffee and Spencer's like, no, I'm going to throw up if I drink anymore. And she has this whole great speech. She delivers about how she, for a while, she thought she was free. You know, she would, you know, go out at night. She let didn't flinch at the sight of people in hoodies. Didn't freak out at calls or block numbers. Let people tag her in photos on the internet and whatnot. Like she was free and now, nope, right back in it. Yeah. After Emily has, torn into drunky poo spencer for losing control in the one night when she needed the most this is kind of why i think you you start them where they are in their lives at the beginning of the flash forward and then take it to this all the flash forward should be at this level is my personal opinion wow yeah like this is this is what we want this is the drama yeah but you want to you want to see it get to this point i just think that all of this stuff in 7a was great maybe moving it in some degree to the end of six would have been it didn't better. seem like a whole lot happened in six in six that's, B that's part of the problem yeah. yeah um so the next day the liars will get brunch and work on their plan um now that's mona who has the bloody mary right uh, that's a good question She's yes it is her, yeah yes it is yeah the rest of the liars have mimosas which where are all your bonkers theories people about how she's clearly working with mary drake from this point on i mean mm. i feel like that's how these things work with people um i like how Ari's like i'm sorry i'm sorry are we comfortable with the visuals us and mona like acting like we're friends us and mona together yeah people to ask questions yeah shouldn't we be like dunking her in a lake and seeing if she like floats <laughs> um they need to find rick's burner phone and when he uses that, that's the only time he drops the phony American accent. Mona has heard this because of like bugs she has planted. So she's never heard the other side of the conversation. Yeah. Oh, and that's how she found Ari and Hannah in the woods. So she, she had a tracker on uh, Rick's car. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're just kind of discussing how to properly hide their murder here. When who should walk in? Tap, tap, well, tap. Well, they need to figure out who the accomplice is. The other end of the call. Spencer's positive. It's Mary Drake. She foolishly... She does like the J-Lo, J-Lo Hewitt thing in the, uh, uh, I know she does somewhere where she might as well like say to the heavens, who else could it possibly be? And then like, of course, tap, 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 like motherfucking Godzilla, the Jonathan canes her way in. Oh, didn't you hear? My house blew up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why she's staying at the hotel. Yeah. I like the way it, it kind of plays out where she's like, Hannah, I thought I heard you. And then like, and then Mona says something and then like, 
she's like, well, Spencer must be here. And Spencer, and it's like kind of goes around the whole table, like realizing that they're all there. She's like, don't you know that I've memorized the smell when you guys piss yourselves in terror? <laughs> Anita, is that you? <laughs> um, so Jenna's back for Toby's engagement and to, of course, you know, fuck up these girls who blinded her for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she has a nice line about going to see Allie. To repay a and, favor uh, from so long ago. Yeah. When she was in the, the hospital and Allie came to visit her. Tamman Sorsak is so good in this scene. Oh, she's having lots of fun. Yeah. I this, mean, because it's been, what, like at least a season or so since we'd seen Jenna last? Was she even in season six? I, she's referenced at one point. I'm not sure if we actually saw her, though. I don't Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a while since we saw Jenna. Yeah, because I mean, Tamman Sorsak was pregnant. So uh-huh. it, it might have been all the way back in season five was the last time we saw her. Like the Christmas episode, maybe? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Wow, along with Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this might be like one of the best Jenna scenes. Um, certainly of this half season, but I don't know. Yeah, um, it's like, like it's like she's it's like she's Bay Davis, and they're all Joan Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's it's a perfect kind of PLL awkward. It's like they're all feeling extremely guilty and then jenna shows up to make them all feel even guiltier and suspicious of jenna it's like what is she doing here Mm -hmm. you know like seemingly just appeared at the perfect time when we're all feeling super guilty well i mean i want emily to lean over and be like you know it's because you said she's the mary's the only person who could possibly Mm -hmm. be right like you know you summoned this um sister who drops on it for spencer lines of coincidence is just the devil's way of remaining anonymous Mm. god damn i just want my goldsmith Excellent job. In this but I episode. wanted Mona just to be like, I love you. <laughs> uh, Spencer gets up to go get some more OJ, even though she didn't need it. Uh, Hannah follows her and they try to have a little bit of a talk. And Spencer basically says, I, I'm, I won't be mad at you forever, but I need to be mad at you for like a little while longer. Mm. And Hannah's like, why don't you just go, go, go find Caleb. Go tell him what's up. You know, the girls will be mad for a sec. They'll get over it. Which... I feel like Hannah's always the one who pretty much breaks the code of like none of us can tell our significant others because Hannah always goes and tells Caleb. Oh, look at that face. It's so adorable. Exactly. So I feel like when Hannah bestows, hey, you are allowed. So you can says, tell Caleb. So yeah. You can tell Caleb because I would have told Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I would have told Caleb by now. Um, by the way, I made out of him. Yeah. Spencer's <laughs> like, this is great. If I knew last night, I could tell Caleb that a lot of things might be different right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then cut to you, Officer Tobler. I won't always throw drinks in your face, but right now I kind of need to. Mm-hmm. Toby's walking up to the city hall uh, police station here. He looks like he went and got some takeout. Mm. And there's Jenna thing waiting for him. He's like, Jenna, what the fuck are you doing here? You know what's funny to me is I just, this is terrible. This is like, this is like Hannah level of terrible with the handicaps. Mm. I'm like, Toby could have stood there, appraised, oh shit, that is indeed the Jenna thing. And just walked on Just by. walked inside. Yeah. <laughs> She'd probably recognize like his gait or like his uh, cologne. What kind of cologne do you think Toby wears? Hmm. Sex Panther? I mean, real cologne though. Uh, I don't know what Toby wears. What do you think Toby wears? Like CK1 or something. Just something like generic that you can find anywhere. Yeah, and I don't think he has like custom cologne or anything. No, but I mean, he didn't go to that shop in France to have his own perfume <laughs> made for him. It smells like donuts and corn dogs. Wooden boy. 
little wooden boy cologne. <laughs> um, yeah. Who do you think smells better, Toby or Caleb? We got we had a pretty split uh, response on the massage question. Um, well, it's like when are we talking about? Like we're talking about just that's a good question. We're talking about like just Caleb like, has been known to be a bit ripe from time to time. Yeah, uh, I mean, really, it's like it's night on the town, like mystery date. Caleb's gonna pick you up. He's your Tinder date. No, I think you gotta go like. After he, after no, he raw dog someone like twenty four <laughs> hours ago and has been like driving through the woods, I don't think you give him a time of repair. I think you just say it like on a random like three o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm gonna go with Caleb. Mm, okay, you're a big Caleb fan though. I'm not sure when. So, so you're a big Toby fan? Not necessarily. Hmm. Hmm. But you're saying you think Toby smells better? I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about Caleb. He has been known to smell from time to time. Hmm. I mean, Toby, you got to factor in. There's definitely like the 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 hair product smell. With Toby? Yeah. Okay. That hair is not like obeying his will, his whim psychically. I mean, he's he's putting shit in there. Little products, little yeah. pomade. Yeah. I mean, that shit's huge. I see Toby as like. Like whatever the most basic generic body wash is, that's probably what he's using. Or like like Yvonne stuff. Like Toby just smells like like a like a splash of berries. Mm. Little little Garnier fructus. Yeah. So some like hair product, uh, like a medley of fruit and like CK one we're positing. Lady speed stick. Um, and like maybe maybe like five percent funk just from like running and doing cop stuff. Mm, okay. I feel like Toby could step in shit and be the last person to realize it as he's like traipsing into the office. God damn it. <laughs> oh no, I stepped in it. Uh speaking of stepping in it, so Toby and Jenna talk. Um she's basically There's... just like, Hey, can I come to your engagement? And he's like no. Yeah, she told the liars in the last scene that she was here for the engagement. Turns out was not invited. Yeah. So there's there's some drama happening. Also, there. it was the night before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, and the, I think it's the there's a suggestion in the scene that like something happened. Like we tried that a couple of years ago. You know, like something mm-hmm. happened between these two. You can't tell, but I'm winking at you. Mm-hmm. Um. I love that in this rewatch we get to see that scene. Um, so Hannah's confused as she stands over Mona's shoulder. She's hacking away, freaking out about the Rick stuff. She Mona, like Mona like can't locate the burner phone, right? Is that what's happening? Yeah, here? yeah. Um, Mona, of course, identifies the fake ring immediately. Yeah, and Hannah has to admit how that all went down. And Mona's like, "Whatever, no one could understand that guy. You're better off without him." No, I can't even remember what she says, but that's what she should say. Yeah. Um, so it gives her a little pep talk. Because she's Hannah's best friend, even though Hannah ignores her every chance she can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Remember how Hannah didn't invite her to the bachelorette party? Who did? Um She was there. Uh Ashley did, I believe. And then she showed up with the I Love You book. Mm-hmm. Rude, Hannah. What's the opposite of a burn book? Uh, I don't know. Like a like a hot not burn book. book yeah i don't know friendship book this is my not burn book mm-hmm. <laughs> we're workshopping that i just want to go back to hannah giving caleb so much goddamn credit for the emoji thing 
this brain trust, you got Spencer in the room, Mona, even Allison. I feel like they could have workshopped something better or the same thing faster. Don't, don't, don't pat Caleb on the back just because he came with emoji. I feel like Mona could have gotten contact with emoji and been like, the emoji thing's just nah. Well, like you got to cut that and out. While they're workshopping what to call this person, Mona's just like, I've done a little moderate amount of hacking and I discovered their identity. So, <laughs> do you want to talk about the name or go bust some balls? Um, so, Ari and Emily show up at Welby. Ossifer Toby's there doing real police work. They're like, what the fuck? How'd they find out he was missing this quickly? But it's because Toby figured out he wasn't a real doctor. Yeah. Um, so, Ari and Emily's just like, you just sent them on a manhunt for the guy we murdered. She says this loud. Yeah, I know. I like Toby comes over. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so Spencer rushes back to the barn. Uh, Caleb is straight up gone. Reghosted. Took his clothes. Left her the little Goya dog. Caleb knows how to dump someone. This, I mean, is, this really is. You're not joking online. This really no, is no, your goals. I, I'm, I'm joking about it being goals. But Take it's like jokes. he really commits to the drama of the situation. Like he's. he's He's going to make this an everlasting pain in memory for you. You know, like <laughs> he's not going to call. He's not going to text. You're going to get a closet with no clothes in it and something heartbreaking that he's left behind for you to remember. So, so you're saying there's no ambiguous negotiation. No. Um, yeah, he's got some skin in the game of this breakup. <laughs> Even the little Goya lost dog. Oh, man. Well, so, I mean, like, basically, he's like, here's a little part of myself that I found, and I'm willing to dump this on your bed just to, like, like psychically remove. Let there be no confusion about what's happening yeah, here. To yeah, to do this this romantic surgery on our lives. <laughs> you may have other breakups in your life, but this one will be the worst. Oh. That? Okay. What? I, like, shouldn't that door be on the other side? Of where the no, bed it's like is. the bathroom door. Oh wow, this yeah. barn is fucking. Yeah, huge. no, we, we normally don't get this angle of the barn. Barn is fucking huge. It's a nice little setup there. Way to go, Spencer. Yeah, so I just wish it wasn't called the barn. I don't know what else you'd call it. The guest house. I mean, it's better when you're meeting a random person, just being like, "Yeah, I live in a barn at my my parents' place." You know, I have I have a guest house situation. I don't know. Um. So Mary will come into the hospital to see Allison in the creepiest fashion possible. It's like constantly dark and creepy inside Allie's room here. It's just like a bunch of shadows. Yeah. Does she like walk or does she just like glide through rooms? Like I think a vampire? she glided in like one of the gentlemen. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it's just like, don't worry, Allie. I'm here to protect you or whatever. Uh, cut back to well, I mean, her whole aesthetic is like like businesswoman Morticia Adams. Mm hmm. Yeah, meanwhile, back at Lucas's loft, Toby is here to kind of let the pace. girls know. Yeah, pace. He's just very annoyed. He's pacing. He's letting the girls know what the deal with this archer guy is. Um, basically telling them not to get involved and stay out of it. It which it's all hilarious because he's like way behind. Like this dude's already dead. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, We're gonna do a manhunt and find him. <laughs> he's he's upset. He wants to wait for Hannah. Mm -hmm. Um but he tells them Elliot Rollins is dead. He has been dead for 15 years. And they're like, <laughs> okay, don't, don't, whatever effect you're going for, stop. Yeah. Um, he assures them that they're going to figure this out. Um, 
And he's just like, I need you to not tell anyone right now. I promise you won't have to lie forever. And it's like, oh my God, Toby, look who you're talking to. Also, as he rushes out of here, as he's like walking over the threshold, um, I feel like Toby should have like thought to himself, wait, where did I initially get this lead from? Oh, fuck. Yeah. You ladies are fucking me again, aren't you? You're way ahead of me. You already murdered him, didn't you? <laughs> um. So yeah, and then there's... uh a nice little short scene where like first Hannah and Mona are breaking into Rollins car where they stashed it. And then meanwhile, uh, is Ali Ali's here, right? Uh, or no, maybe it's just Aria, Aria, Emily and Spencer, Aria, Emily and Spencer are all kind of like, Oh shit, what do we do? Um, and I love that shot. They just yeah. Where it zooms past all three of them. I like the train station thing just because it's like a new exterior locale. That looks real that we've never really it seen. It was also the before. airport, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it the airport too? Oh, yeah, because look at the little walkway thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, way to go, WB. Yeah. So Hannah, <laughs> they had to go here because Hannah realized she left her little bracelet there. Uh, they get out of there just in time. Hannah finds a bracelet. And then they hear a phone start ringing. It's the burner phone, which is like hidden under a floor mat in the car and like a little compartment. They answer it and it's Jenna Marshall on speakerphone saying, Archer, Archer Dunhill, it's Jenna Marshall. Like, oh, shit. So, I mean, that definitely confirms that Jenna is involved in things. She knows this dude's real name. She knows his burner number, all that. Also, these two ladies have touched every inch of that car while looking for that bracelet. Yeah, no gloves or anything. I don't know. I mean, at what point does Mona from five minutes in the future pop through a portal and be like, Mona, what are you doing? Well, would the cops sweep for fingerprints on the car? Wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, it's it's his car. You're like, oh, this guy went missing. Oh, his car is at the train station like what would be the point of sweeping for prints so so for something like a car is the standard method of fingerprints still like the the powder and all that stuff i would assume so i mean it's that's a i don't know i just wanted like a faster way to get fingerprints off of a large surface or i just you know dust it down whatnot i just i don't know if you would necessarily need to search for prints like what would what were you hoping to find i don't know you know like oh looks like this guy was driving the car right you know I mean, I don't know if you could place other people's fingerprints or DNA all over the car. Yeah. I, I feel like like cases hinges on that shit. I think this is Rosewood PD. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe Detective Marco Fury is like competent. Oh. I, they might try Go their, to bat for Marco. I'm I I'm opening the door that maybe he could be. Hmm. Um All right. Well, let's get a move on here because we're gonna jump to Episode 707, Original Gangsters. This episode... <laughs> the cheesiest title. I like it. Uh, <laughs> written by Caitlin Brown, directed by Melanie Mayron. Spencer, it starts out with Spencer handing out necklaces to all of them. She's kind of fully broken up with Caleb by now and committed to uh, you know the liars as the important people in her life. So she gives them all necklaces with their names. Like, Shouldn't these have like trackers in them? Mm-hmm. Maybe if this is like twins are doing all this, they do. Um, what? You're not, not a fan of that theory, huh? I just think it's like, I say this lovingly, a lot of PLL theories, ludicrous. It is PLL, though. I wonder We if, already found out that Spencer is Mary Drake, the secret twin of Jessica Drake's, or Jessica Delores. Let's get some daughter. more of the hardcore PLL Illuminati like theories in there that's what i want to see like the nat club i need five illuminati theories on my desk before the show comes back tomorrow night um yeah so mimosa brunch um also they're celebrating aria's engagement to ezra it took like two episodes for that engagement to take yeah 
Like, at least we had that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that, Arya. I love that. Ryan got a standing ovation at Paley. Oh, for writing that. For writing that. <laughs> yeah, it, that is true. Uh, um, yeah, so they all say cheers and whatnot. And Arya's like, you will definitely all be my bridesmaids. Like, you guys are the BFS. Until Ezra. She, will, she will go back on that until you. Ezra gets involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the bill written on the bill says Rose are red, violets are blue. You killed Elliot, and I could have killed you. This is because AD. This is because someone in a mask attacked Allison in a previous episode and like spray painted some shit on her wall. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it was very similar to when she got attacked in 506, kind of like a warning attack. The honey, I'm home. Yeah. yeah. Also, $200 brunch. Well, yeah, I mean, what do we got here? The the brunch special is 18 bucks. Mimosa is 11 bucks. So, and oh, yeah. I like coffee times five, 20 bucks. What do they have in here? Brunch special, 18 Pastries, bucks. quiche. I mean, it looks like they're just all around getting probably charged about 40 bucks each year. Yeah. So another another Bloody Mary. Is this just like Mona's like move now? She's her drink? Is Mona here? Oh, no, she's not. Mona's Sorry. not here. They're oh. like, you're not allowed. You're not one of the friends. You don't get a necklace, Mona. You're not gonna be a uh best or what are they not best lady, um bridesmaid. <laughs> you don't get to be a bridesmaid at Arya's wedding. You're all my best ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you go be a best lady over there and don't wear the same dress, Mona? Um I would this is again, I would have maybe talked to the waitress and just be like, um who wrote on my fucking check? I mean, maybe it's it's a themselves in a mask and they just like drop the the bill out bill off and then they, they run out or something well also are they not paying this because hannah can just be like my mom is your manager well, is, is that a legit bill if it has an a note on it that's a good point do, do you just put your credit card back in and, and send it back <laughs> well, the waitress is just like okay so someone <laughs> i got the bill back <laughs> that's weird <laughs> This is a little uncomfortable. Thank God the cops are here. We'll call this the customer copy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cops show up and the liars are freaked out. They think that with that A note, it's like now they're about to be arrested. But... Including Sergeant Baldrick McHornrim. God, you're obsessed with that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you written a fanfic about him yet? Uh, I could while you're talking. Okay. Uh, the cops are not here for them. They go up, up into the elevator Emily runs like is we kind of get like a little bit of a cut where like a crowd of people is gathered and Emily goes over there to like talk to her fellow employees and figure out what's going on. Did that dude just check out Emily's ass? I mean, probably she's wearing leather pants. Th- but that that like like poor what, man's kingpin. Oh, the tall guy. No, the 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 short, stocky, like bald guy. Is he short? Whatever. I mean, th- there's a shorter guy in the scene. Not that dude. Why, the, the guy right yeah, here. This guy, the the one who's taller than the short guy in the scene. That's what I'm saying. I mean, everyone's tall compared to you, right? Not everyone. Um, Lucy Hale is shorter than me. Is she? Yeah, she's like four feet tall. Didn't I see the two of you side by side? You did. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I mean, you, were you probably taller... weren't really noticing me during. Maybe that, you were in sure. like taller shoes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, five five. I'm... Anyways, this dude totally checked out her ass. Um. Yeah, Sarah Harvey is dead. <gasps> I am inconsolable. Mm-hmm. Poor Sarah Harvey. Uh, and then after the credits, uh, it's an Emily Shisher episode, by the way. After the credits, we cut to Jenna like leaning up against a pillar. She takes her glasses off. She's crying. She's inconsolable. And the liars are just like, they just became friends. What's the deal with that? You know, fuck her grief. Yeah. 
And they all just sit there and stare at her as she cries because that's what the liars like to do. Seven feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, no, not a big deal. This is a big cavernous room. And then you hear some of the lobby loudly start talking about how she overheard the cops say that shower slipped in the shower, hit her head, and foul play is not suspected, which again, foul play in this town, not suspected. But it's like, I would be like, hey guys, do you think Jenna actually heard us when we were casting shade mm-hmm. <laughs> at her morning? Yeah, and then they wheel the body out. Uh, the coroner does under a sheet, and just this is so perfect. They like hit a bump with the gurney, and like one of her hands falls. It just kind of like dangles out. It's all like burnt and gross and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, that's perfect. It looks fresh. Fresh? Like freshly burned. A freshly wounded. Yeah. Like the parts where it's like still looking like open skin. Yeah. Yeah shower well like she has like her nails i kind of wondered like did somebody like did she like whip that hand out for a manicure and someone's like yeah it is pretty gruesome yeah uh of course that hand has to flop out and they're all just like barf as it goes by emily properly swallows that vomit down Mm -hmm. and hannah's just like that's your (laughs) ex-girlfriend the dangerous thing dating emily fields Uh uh-huh yeah so of course they they don't they like immediately assume that Noel Khan did this? I don't remember what they say, but uh, yeah. Emily then, of course, because she's now seen a dead body, relays that there was a Charlotte De Laurentiis folder in Jenna's laptop. It's just like we have to steal it. Yeah, nice little scene with Emily jogging with her mom, Pam. Here, some good camera movement there. I want to say is like we hadn't seen Pam in like several episodes. She's covered uh, in stars. Yeah, Pam's a little worn out. You know, she's older, can't be quite the party girl that Emily is, and. There's a fun little thing where they decide to race and she pulls uh, her daughter back and runs ahead. Mm-hmm. And then get to the good stuff. Spencer spying on Jenna and Toby talking at the brew. And then once Jenna canes away, Spencer slides in wanting the dirt. So Toby gives her the flashback to the 4th of July two or three years ago um, where he and Jenna bonded while she was talking about how the memories of what things look like is slipping away. And he puts... Her well, hands, she can't see Toby's face anymore. Yeah, in her mind, she can't see his face anymore. So he puts her hands on his face just to like, you know, feel that those chiseled features. Um, and so she goes for a move. She makes a move, and he's just like, "What are you doing? You got the wrong idea. Get the fuck out of here." He has a great line to Spencer, like leading into that flashback, where he's like, "You really think I would invite Jenna to my engagement dinner?" <laughs> Sorry, Jenna. Um. um but this moment to Toby and Spencer will be interrupted. I'm going to leave this screen cap up, I think, for the rest of our podcast. It's a Toby. Anyway. I, I mean, after the cumulative 25 minutes of shit you gave me, because mm-hmm. I enjoyed random images. Oh, I'm just, the, I'm just a, having it fun back at you. By all means, mm-hmm. give me a hard time about it. Um, thank you. So uh, they'll be interrupted by dispatch because there's a, apparently a hot prowl in progress. Hot prowl. That is also the name of like uh like ep- movie number ten I think of of Toby's Toby's Police Academy Toby's Police Academy yeah oh no bro another hot prow in progress someone's got to protect all like, the sorority are they all kind of like porny names I guess like with the double entendre like duty calls booty calls hot prow before we get to that mm-hmm. let me throw this name at you for okay. Toby's dad Steve Gutenberg. I can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like from Party Down, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With like outrageously massive pectorals. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and the uh, porcupine being fucked yes. painting. Yeah, he wants to fuck it, but it's hurting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the goot. Um, but what I love about this Jenna flashback scene is uh, she she's talking about the fireworks and like how she imagines they look based on how they sound. It's it's always kind of interesting and neat to relate to Jenna, to relate to her on that level. Yeah. And like kind of the way she, you know, is she, I want to say the way she sees the world. Obviously she doesn't see the world, the way she interprets the world, you know, because she can't see. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then she tries to make out with her brother. Mm-hmm. And then he slaps her and he's like, this is Toby in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we'll get to Mary and Allison. They're erasing the faux Rick graffiti at the house. Uh, that's when Jesus Jason will show up, uh, cause the day after Easter. Um, and he'll see Mary and he's like, so you're Mary, huh? This fucking town. Here's a court order. Hit the goddamn bricks. I really like the way this plays out. Cause it's like Jason, Allie runs over. She's all happy to see him. He's smiling and, they talk and it's like this really happy conversation. He's still smiling. He's just like, Mary. And he like pulls something out of his pocket. Here's a quarter. Get the fuck out. It's like possibly like the greatest Jason moment ever. I never liked Jason really until he showed up here with the long hair. Like whatever he's doing, he's doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also just fun to watch this stuff before he does that to Mary because it's like Allison and Jason pretending to love each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the way he plays it with Mary, like he's so surface friendly until he's just like, here's a court order, leave. But I mean, if you ask me to pitch like Lone Wolf Jesus Cop starring Jason, I, I could have that on your desk by two o'clock tomorrow. Well, building houses in Ethiopia is very important to him. <laughs> Apparently, all the Karasimi group, uh, their money, the nonprofit money. I mean, isn't it isn't it a nonprofit though? So I don't know. Looking at that like litany of the portfolio that Hannah mentioned on their generic website, I wonder if there's well, he fir- more? he hired a forensic accountant, so yeah. they'll never see that money again. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. That's my professional opinion. Yeah, Jason basically lectures Allie for being a crazy psycho and like befriending this lady who you know conspired with her fake husband to like steal our, all her money. And Allison's she's like, like, well, I don't have anyone else here. So Allison's like, but did I die? I'm sorry. <laughs> I've spent five years with Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have anyone else here. So of course you'd latch, latch onto this lady. Also, she looks like mom. Mm-hmm. He's like this fucking town. Yeah. So Jason wants Mary out, but Allie convinces him like, this is our only family because like, our dad sucks and may or may not still be alive. I guess he's still alive. I don't know. Um, but you know, do he's, it. he's the cabin in the woods that the boy has to bring the letter to and just be like, they want you back. And he's mm-hmm. got like the crazy, he's got like a, like a beard down to his toes. Yeah. yeah so I think this is where Jason agrees Why to beard yellow? dinner with Mary just to give her a chance. Um, meanwhile, at the hospital, Yvonne is okay, but I don't know. She like hurt her arm or something. And her rib. She's been attacked. Yeah. The hot prowl. Hot prowl. Was, was deadly. And uh, the only thing missing was the file on Mary Drake. Yeah. Interesting. Um, then Ari and Ezra making wedding decisions. Oh, my God. You would think that Ezra was just in a car accident, the way he's acting. He, this is, might be like one of his most unlikable moments, I feel like. Because I'm pretty sure this whole idea he has 
that he he pretends is spontaneous about like this villa that his buddy owns in Tuscany and whatnot. Yeah. He, this was his idea all along. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he was like, how can I get my way with this? I'll pretend to be overwhelmed by a bunch of wedding planner choices that like it's like, dude, you're not like all you're going to be doing is agreeing with what Arya wants anyway. Like it's this isn't even like a chore for you, you know, yeah. like you're signing some checks. That's all, that's all you got to do here. And instead, he's just like, uh, this is all overwhelming. Say, I just out of nowhere had this idea. We could elope to this one place that my friend has. I'm sure he'd let us use it. It's a board and a couple binders and some samples, too. It's not like she's going overboard. Um, and I'm kind of amazed of how mundane slash traditional Arya's wedding ideas are. Are you, though? I kind of expected Arya to go a little a little more flair, a little more, a little more cacophony. A little mm. more. Um, but yeah, the, just the fact that this that planning their wedding could be one of his most unlikable scenes is so fucking frustrating and infuriating about him. It it seems like he is merely humoring Arya by pretending to like plan the wedding, but mm. the whole time he was ready to manipulate her into like this elopement thing because that's what he wants and that will be easier for him. But the implication too is that she's going overboard. Um, this guy who wrote two novels and manages a coffee shop. Uh, too much planning is going on here. That's not overboard. That's it's a normal fucking. But that's what he's that. making her feel like. Like this is all too much. Also, he he brings up the quote unquote inevitable parental drama. He's not talking about his parental drama. <laughs> um, but I like how he's just like family friend Geo owns a Tuscan villa. We could just elope. And like you can tell how she doesn't want this, but he's like he's acting like this is such a spontaneous idea of his. That like, oh, you should just think it over, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had this idea myself. I wasn't planning on this the whole time. He's like, look, my wedding plans are a little bit unconventional. Mm-hmm. The tastes are very singular. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't understand. It's my uh, Italian wedding of pain. Uh, so meanwhile, Hannah's got the key to this is Shower's place, right? Or no, this is Jenna's place. Jenna's place. Uh, just going inside, looking around. She eventually finds a lockbox. Uh, but then somebody else is coming in while she's opening this lockbox that's under the bed. Who's it going to be? Looks like a guy. It's just Caleb. Just Caleb standing over her in the hotel room is is pretty funny. Uh, he's been hired by Ashley to beef up hotel security. So ready that spinoff. Uh, Caleb Rivers, Hotel Dick. Ashley Marin throwing a little bit of money his way. Mm-hmm. I think she knows she 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 should know that Hannah broke up with Jordan. She probably knows about that. This might have been Ashley might have been like, let's call this Plan B. I think it's Plan A. I mean, come on, <laughs> Ashley's like, oh, yeah. oh, my daughter's single again. Let's make sure that Caleb sticks around for a little while. Well, and everyone knows Hotel Dick, sexy job. Is it? No. <laughs> it should be no yeah so they've met they they figure out they need to get into this lockbox and jenna's would be the one that has a key meanwhile uh ezra's already like got aria's uh, little laptop there opened up to like the the airlines like to check the flights to tuscany he wants to go like tomorrow yeah let me just let's just open up the laptop let's look at some airfare let's play a little game of uh you know braver chicken with mm-hmm. the airfare Philadelphia to Rome. Let's just, you know, let's just see. Let's dip our toe in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, uh, and you can tell, like, she's just like, wow, like this. I, I just, I don't know about this. And he's just like, ah, it's just, you know, just, just spitballing. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow. Maybe not. 
we could really do this. I uh, I always laugh because you'd see some like the crazy shippers when they would like some of these Aria scenes. They're just like, I don't get what's with Aria. She seemed like uninterested in things Ezra wanted to do. And it's like <laughs> Ezra does get his like one good line of the season here when Aria <laughs> or, or he says uh, Aria talks about being suspicious. And Ezra says suspicious to who? You didn't kill Sarah. Did and you? He turns around. And he goes, did you? And she just smirks at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, it's like if I killed her, they'd only find her hands. Mm-hmm. And Ari gets a text from Jason D. Can we meet up? It's important. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh. Uh, meanwhile, Emily is taking a martini over to a customer who just holds out a $100 bill next to their chair. We can't really see them yet. But who, who else could this possibly be? But Noel fucking con. Goddamn. Does he know this is her? Or is it just how he gets his drinks? Yes. Um, I think the answer is is yes to both those questions. He's just chilling there in the corner of the rally, drinking a martini, catching up on the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. And he just says, hi, Emily. I always knew you'd never get out of Rosewood. As he's like grinning like an asshole the whole time. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Good old Nocon. Um, so we go from the rally to the brew where Arya's meeting Jason. And he's just making like sunny fuck eyes at her. Um, she tells him that she's engaged when he starts to flirt and he's like oh this fucking town to liam huh and she's like to ezra and he's like what the fuck oh the the line's just like i'm engaged to liam to ezra this fucking town uh <laughs> that guy again yeah so the care semi nonprofit as we discussed has been drained to funds which take that sick kids mm-hmm. she knows how important those sick kids are to jason Jason with the long hair, it really is just a, a visual feast there. And it's real, apparently, because... Uh, well, this is how he looks on his other show, I think. The, uh, the Training Day show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I were Drew Van Acker's agent, I'd be like, you're never cutting your hair again. This is this is it. This is the look. This is you from now on. <laughs> Those long, dark nights of the soul, and Drew Van Acker calls the agent. He's like, I'm thinking about yeah. cutting my hair, man. The agent drives over there. Disobeying Tyler Blackburn should just be like, trust me, man. You should keep the keep the long hair. Look don't, what happened to me. Don't end up like me. I'm don't, awesome. I don't don't let a ghost who looks just like you steal your haircut from you. Well, there's a Jason storyline. Mm. Ghost Allison. <laughs> like this weird. Should, should he grow it really long and then do the Allison like big curls? What if he does like the Aria thing where he just braids one side of it? Or like the Paige thing where she's getting a cornrows and installment? <laughs> to quote our favorite dearly departed PLL annotations. Yeah. Um, what if he gets like uh the long hair like braided into the beard? Mm, no. <laughs> no. I mean, he's walking the fine line between like undercover Jesus cop and like extra in a Fast and Furious movie. I think you want to maintain a certain amount of surfer aesthetic. You don't want to start getting too fancy or weird with it. What if what if Drew Van Acker just slid in? Just slid right in. He's whatever the hell the name of the uh, Paul Walker character in Fast and Furious. He could probably pull that off. Although I think now the popular thing of that franchise is everybody suddenly realized that like Vin Diesel sucks and no one likes him. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, how can we get rid of that dude? And like, just like keep everyone else around. Is that what they've done at the new movie? No, but like, I think that's the realization everyone's had from the reviews I've read. Is that like, people are like, oh, we were like The Rock and Jason Statham. Too bad Vin Diesel's in this movie. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Are you though? You've seen every single one of them. I know. I hate them. Anyway, mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So you're so, you're you're like the Rock, and I, they're like your Vin Diesel. I have not seen you like one of fuck fight them. Okay, yeah, the one without Vin Diesel. He shows up at the end of it. This is the one without Paul Walker. Uh, okay, um, speaking to Paul Walker. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, Caleb is giving Jenna that. Oh, we should we should mention he, Jason wants Arya to come to dinner tonight to like be on his side with this Mary situation. Mm. And yeah, speaking of uh, who's the better masseuse, I, I'll tell you one thing. Toby is not getting out like the spiritual rocks to place on the back. And you you see it as a detriment to his skill? I just don't know what they do. Are they, are they like warm or something? Well, here's, here's, what, here's what I want to point out. He's using them. If I was pretending to be the masseuse and like, giving a massage, I don't know. Maybe I could like fake my way through it, and they'd be like, "Oh, this guy's obviously not a like he's new on the job." Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know to pull out the fake spirit rocks. I mean, I guess the question is, we Caleb haven't knows. we haven't acknowledged Lucas's massage skills at all. Like, where does he come into this equation? I mean, uh, where do we stand on Lucas's skills and masseuse on his neck like a lion? Mm-hmm. I mean, Emily was a, a happy customer. Jenna seems to be a happy customer here. I just don't know. Like, are they are those rocks warm or something? Like, what are they doing exactly? Because it's like, I'd feel like, well, I was getting a massage, and then he just like put something on my back and walked away for a while. I think what they're doing is they're gathering up her chi mm-hmm. and relocating it solely into her, her eyeballs. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then here's the thing: here's how they clearly did not think that it was Lucas at the time giving Emily that massage because Emily would have good been, massage. Emily would have countered. You're touching me like you've never touched a real girl before. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lucas She's has like, money. that entire massage was one long hover hand. Lucas has a lot of money, and this is PLO. I'm sure mm-hmm. he owns like a fleet of like real dolls. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And they all look like Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then one looks like Arya, but it just sits in the corner and judges. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just would like to know what these rocks do. It doesn't seem like they have much utility. Are they really warm? Warm or cold? That's the only thing I could think of that they would like have an impact. I hope that they're you wouldn't want to be cold though. That would be like I, uh, you'd just like shiver. Yeah. I know you're supposed to do like alternate with like pain of cold and heat. I always just do heat. Mm, okay. Yeah. You just do the candle wax, not the ice cubes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only seen half of that scene from Top Gun. <laughs> uh, Caleb also and the uh, company scene from Hot Shots. Caleb also turns up the like weird sitar music he's got rocking. Yeah, the Ravi Shankar, which to me is not loud enough for you to pop out in the hallway to have this loud conversation, but whatever. Um, so Hannah and Spencer are out in that hallway having a chat about, you know, relationships and stuff. And uh, he he gives them, her, them the key from Jenna's purse. That was all about that the hotel dick is doing. Um, she looks fucking pleased. Like she looks like that is a happy customer. Like yeah. she's just spent the last hour coming. Okay. Um, but uh, Hannah gets her digging of like you know you can turn the light on. She won't know the difference. It's all part of my process. <laughs> Don't throw off my game. All right, guys, you gotta hurry though. I'm only gonna have another three or four hours of this massage. <laughs> yeah, so we better get an IV in here because uh, Jenna's about to get real dehydrated. Hannah and Spencer, once again, detective partners, they go to Jenna's room. They get the lockbox open. Nothing in it so far except some like weird pages of code that they take photos of. 
Wasn't there some like, Hannah cheetah print shirt in the previous episode? And now she's got like cheetah print shoes on. I do not recall. Uh, she sure. really is Arya's other half. Um, then someone starts to come in, so they have to put the lockbox back and hide under the bed. This person comes in and opens the lockbox and puts a old crusty file, Mary Drake's file. Uh, it's Noel Khan. Noel Khan apparently went to Toby's Toby's trailer, knocked out his girl, stole the file, came back here and put the file in the lockbox. That's how he rolls. Mm-hmm. And then he like he gets on the phone and calls. Doctor, Doctor Cochran, about Mary, right? Presumably, it's it's something related to Mary, and then he likes kicks the table, yeah, because he's very intense. And this whole time, Spencer and Hannah were hiding under the bed. He's like, "Sorry, the roids make me a little Mm -hmm. touchy." I mean, this is a nice classic setup here: just the hiding under the bed, getting out of the way as he slides something back under it, all that. It's kind of funny these girls haven't like hid under more beds. Mm Yeah, Noel is very angry. Yeah. And then, like, what if he just, like, goes to the minibar, makes a drink, sits there for an hour in the chair, stewing, mm-hmm. <laughs> goes and, like, takes a shit with the door open? They're just like, Jesus oh. Christ, why won't he leave? <laughs> oh, God. That could go in all sorts of horrible directions. Uh, anyway, Emily, I can't remember. Is it, like, Pam's birthday? It's or? Pam's birthday. Okay. Emily's going to treat her to a nice dinner at her hotel, which I feel like. Like, is Reef Gauche not open? Like, there's got to be... Emily's just like, let me use my discount, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a discount, and uh, I don't know, maybe for the signature, she just writes, my my friend's mom is your mm-hmm. manager. Yeah. Uh, Spencer texts her about Noel breaking into the Airstream to steal the file and whatnot, but Emily's going to ignore all that for right now and try to be cool with her mom. And then, like, this bachelorette party comes running in, just, like, yelling and screaming and having a good time, and uh, it's it's very loud. It's funny because at first it seems like Pam is the annoyed one, but then eventually Pam is like, "Let me get away from my boring daughter and go party with these girls." Yeah, um, because of Emily's outfit, she's like super cleavagey, but she's also wearing that gold Emily necklace that she just got. It's a funny look. Um, yeah, but long story short, prior to being stuck with Emily for this night, Pam is a little bit bummed that Wayne's dead. You know, whatever. Um, Wayne Fields didn't hold back. You remember that time he ate nine sushi rolls? Yeah. Didn't hold back. What a party animal. That's that's grabbing life by the balls. Nine sushi rolls. A guy like that, when he leaves this planet, you're just afraid to have fun without him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet we manage. One of one of God's own prototypes. <laughs> too rare to live, too weird to die. He didn't hold back. <laughs> so there's one thing you'd say about Wayne Fields is is not holding back okay <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, a lot of raw fish in his mouth mm-hmm. yeah um Caitlin listen that hannah's no longer wearing a ring is there hacking over the, the dna the, the code photos they took and whatnot yeah is there some booze in this coke uh, i don't know it could be i don't i don't know if we know for sure didn't we see when she made the drink i don't know i can back it up yeah, back back that thing let's up just, let's just keep on backing up you vamp um yeah, so uh, while we got back to the, the 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 bridal party at one point, um, Emily looks over and sees Noel at the bar, like toasting her. He's so wonderful. Uh, he's just like such an asshole, like like a trolling asshole. That is one of my favorite screen caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the bride pride party too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, Jacqueline... there's some bourbon. Yeah, bourbon whiskey in there. Mm. An original cola, not Coke. Mm, is whatever. original cola okay 
Um, yeah, there, there's the DNA thing, which I guess is how we lead into this idea of like who's Mary Drake's child and whatnot. And yeah, and confirming DNA, Hannah's plan that goes awry. And we'll cover that in a bit. Um, but yeah, eventually they, they figure out, well, let's just get through this Emily stuff. We got to get to the, the dinner one. at Jason and Allie's with Mary and Aria eventually showing up where she offers him wine and he has the, just the greatest fucking expression on his face ever. It's fucking dead. Allie's like, Jason doesn't drink. So Allie's like, I'll take both those glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. The look on his face is so perfect as he, it's, it's after she, Mary's turned away and he just kind of looks off. To, to the kind of imaginary camera he's addressing. You he's know? doing his, his gym face. He's doing yeah. his gym face. Like, can you fucking believe this shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Arya shows up to make this night go even weirder. Mm-hmm. Arya's just like, hi, I'm here to betray you, Allie. <laughs> um, Spencer goes by the hospital, runs into Yvonne and is friendly with her. And then Toby uh, comes in and kind of lets her know that like that file is the only thing that was stolen and spencer's basically like hey you know what you should get the fuck out of town well he says to her what do you know that i don't and spencer's like i don't know like everything Mm -hmm. just get out of town toby yeah i need to be here you don't just go does toby know about the new a he must right he's gotta that's a good question. How much does he know about his part when they're like breaking into the under parts of the Radley in the 6B finale? Yeah, he must so have Do you think he's just clean. hanging? Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to know something because I'm sure he'd be like, what's with the urgency? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, back at the Radley, Emily and Pam get sent drinks by the uh, bridal party here. Uh, and Pam decides to go join them and say thank you and discovers that uh, all these other girls are a lot more fun than her daughter. Yeah, she says in between the two girls getting married. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, like she's the guest of honor. <laughs> I like how she comes back and she has like an entire new social life. Yeah, she's going like to join book a, clubs a and... book club. I can't remember what the other thing is, but it's like so-and-so doesn't know. So, like, <laughs> so don't say anything. And yeah. he's like, I wasn't invited. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that to you. Gosh, that's awkward. Ellie's like, honest, or Pam's like, honestly, I just assumed that half that bride probably was an ex girlfriend of yours. Ellie's like, yeah, I've dated half of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's time for some beef, Wellington. Jason is very surly through this whole dinner, uh, and Arya's just kind of trying to play peacemaker here. And, and Allison's like, what's, uh, what's this dirty business right here? Oh, you there's too. a, yeah, there's a certain moment where I think maybe Arya puts a hand out or something like to stop Jason from being a jerk. And Allie notices that shit for sure. Well, Jason's like, this fucking town. You stole my mom's beef Wellington mm-hmm. recipe. Oh, yeah. Aria puts a hand on and then the camera just pans over to Allie just being like, hmm, this is we, this is the Allie we want. We want this mm-hmm. Allie who notices shit mm-hmm. and then uses it against you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great side eye there. Uh, and then we, we get the flashback that we never knew we needed to... Mm-hmm. Back when Jason was injured and going to the aunt's house and Jessica D was there and it's the wind and all that. It was Mary Drake inside the whole time. As Jimi Hendrix would say, the wind cried Mary. Yeah. Um, and then you actually get a, uh, a, a Jessica D and Mary scene. Yeah, this is great. Old, old uh, kind of split screen stuff going on. I here. think Mary's got her, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, 
Andrew Parker's got her hair from the Pretender here too. Yeah, so this is you know this is back when Jason was really doubting himself. Um, but Jessica apparently wouldn't tell Mary anything about Charlotte. Yeah, she's just like, well, I mean, more awkwardness here. She wants to know how her son died because she doesn't know about any of that. Yeah. Mary does. Um, and Jessica's just like, I'm not even going to tell you. Fuck you. Well, she's just like, uh, you gave birth, but it's my child. So mm-hmm. fuck yourself. You don't even get to find out how your child died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that it's basically like, Mary Drake shooting for sympathy. Like, look, look how mean your mom was to me. I'm not actually a bad person. Mm -hmm. And that's why I went to Transylvania and got bit by that vampire on purpose. Mm -hmm. And Allie, of course, is just buying all of this. Jason, much more skeptical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Arya is eventually left to go meet up with Emily because Mary mentions like a cellar at the aunt's house or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Arya is just like, she we, went and we must herself. investigate this place she went and locked herself in the storm cellar until mary left mm-hmm. which is because those things the way that those doors open that's awkward yeah <laughs> it's a little awkward um so they want to go investigate but then like it's like aria wants to elope she has to do this tonight or, or never and the eloping yeah 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 because the the thing they're going to go hunt the storm cellar the following night well this is when aria is suddenly like wait a minute i can't elope you're supposed to be my bridesmaid like no this is a terrible idea this is all wrong and emily because she's a sadist is just like no you should do this aria you should elope put your hand in that flame mm-hmm. this is me getting back at my mom through you and your <laughs> dumb relationship your mom's in like a conga line right now i think <laughs> But like, come on, Emily. Like, why I'm are you su- encouraging this? I'm surprised we don't cut over and see like, 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 uh, what's her name? Nia Peoples, like, like standing upside down on a table, oh, like, like doing keg like, stand, like yeah. keg stands and shit. Totally. Um, Emily's like, let me tell you more, some more shit about how Ezra and your books are like fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Arya's just like, no, wait, I can't elope. This is a terrible idea. What am I thinking? And Emily's just like, no, no, do that. Yes, I encourage it. Yeah. Uh, so Arya's going to do that. She's she's committed to do that. Uh, back to Caleb and Hannah. They're talking. There's some kind of tentative, awkward dialogue about what it's like to lose someone who is a part of you. It's like, oh, was she talking about Jordan? No, she's talking about Caleb. Yeah. And she wants to know if they can be friends. And I feel like Caleb... Like saying, with benefits? I, no, I think the answer here is, we'll never be friends. And they just start making out. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, yeah, we're friends. And then it's just kind of like awkward and they just sit there. What if it's the two of them doing the uh, uh, like the Hotel Chevalier short film? Yeah. 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 We'll never be friends. <laughs> he's like, what's with these cattle prod bruises? That short film better than the Darjeeling Limited, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, so the book club and stuff of Pam. Uh, Toby's going to show up at the barn. He's going to come clean with Spencer that he did indeed start building his ridiculous house for her. But now it's all about Yvonne all the time for her. Absolutely. I like how in the previous scene, she basically told Toby, like, just go build a house somewhere else. You can build a house anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, actually, that was all my money sunk into that. But whatever. That was my house goes boom fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and then, he, then he's got to drop the bomb. Me and Yvonne are getting out of here. She's got some family and wherever in Northeast. Maine. Um, Maine. Okay. 
and Spencer, this is just like one more shot to the gut for her. Like she's trying to be happy, but like she looks devastated. Like her eyes are just like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah. So Caleb is in this love is a great with scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. Caleb's or not Caleb. Toby's in love with Yvonne now. He's gonna go run off with her. And this is basically goodbye. And he leaves and Spencer just breaks down crying. I mean, this is a nice gesture of her with the necklaces and everything, but the way they wear them and they're so prominent in this episode, I just think like, would you walk around if like your name, like almost like a, like a, like a, yes. I mean, who are you asking here? Of course I would. You would walk around like a, like a blingy name tag. It's not that blingy. It's just, it's understated and gold. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I really hope listeners of this podcast all chip in to get you like a big cursive V bedazzled like like benjamin light dazzled it's just no gold. but for you mm. it should be no, i'm saying i won't unlike they have but like with like like blood diamonds like conflict gold for you mm. okay i think you'd prefer to have some suffering was attached that's interesting you know yourself um yeah so toby's gonna bounce the main laters um she cries and then it's time for an away mission mm-hmm they're just uh sans aria here aria wants to go elope so ali hannah spencer and emily they found this storm cellar thing they go in and it's like oh look married or not married jessica de Laurentiis had a layer too because she was investigating ali's disappearance and all the weird shit and like she has files on all the liars and a, a file cabinet named leads pi1 yeah there's a record search there is no folder for Arya in this, dun, curiously dun, dun. enough. Um, you can tell that Spencer is like a little off her game because she's just got the same flashlight as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mary Expenses is one of the folders. Yeah, they see that like Jessica managed Mary's entire life and was like in control of her healthcare and at one point signed off on Mary being electroshock treated, which Spencer's the Yikes. one that points that out. So if you're going with the twins or theory, you could say that like she's making sure the liars know about Mary's kind of mistreatment i guess i don't mm. know mm. um so anyways yada 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 mary has a second child who would have been their age uh no gender is listed hannah sees a photo of herself from like all these like pi photos and whatnot and she's like damn my hair looks good <laughs> um so they all find this very curious there's a another child that they must discover because they're i guess they they figured out by now that cc was the first child of Mary's, right? Mm. Yeah. I can't remember where exactly I figured that out. Well, Mary's been saying that yeah, to anyone yeah. who listened. Mm -hmm. um, so then back to Ezra and Arya. They're about to elope, and there's conversation about her very lacy wedding dress that uh, is not getting checked mm -hmm. um, or not, not a carry on or whatever. But then the FBI shows up. And they're like, hey, Nicole might be alive. And he's like, what took you so long? Mm -hmm. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> I mean, never mind. <laughs> I just need to go destroy some servers. Um, yeah, so the liars will run to the car once the alarm goes off. They get inside. The thing slams shut on them. It's like the car has been hacked. The well, it is interesting. Locked. Real quick, just in the layer here, there's like photos of Redcoat, photos of Allie as Vivian Darkbloom. Um yeah i don't know who took these like one of these it appears to be Allie, like first leaving as vivian like after she was attacked so yeah i don't, I don't know what these are supposed to be but i guess like they're from like surveillance cameras and whatnot mm. or the pi mm -hmm. well that one had like a little ip stamp on it so i'm guessing maybe that was like a 
a camera somewhere they pulled mm. it from. Well, I mean, PI could have provided that though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they get into the the car. They it's like she doesn't have the keys, so if they just all get in the car. The alarm will shut off, and then of course, when they get in the car, it locks itself and is like a death trap now, and starts like counting down from twenty on the dash. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. They think they're about to explode. Hannah's just like, it's a bomb, it's a bomb, you know, and then they just all duck and nothing happens. And then uh, they get a message that says, if you find out who I am before I find out who killed Charlotte, you die, AD. And then someone writes, I see you, and a call back to Noel Khan in mm-hmm. the rear on the condensation there. That's some real original gangster shit. It's very interesting. So it would imply that, and then uh, the seller like catches fire. Like it's like there's like a firebomb in there or something that like burn up any evidence in that cellar. It would imply that perhaps there was something in there that could have pointed them to AD. Mm-hmm. And there are two two items that were stolen. We'll see in the A tag. Uh, there is Arya's file and mm-hmm. Noel Khan's file. So this is this is Noel Khan in the A tag though, right? Uh, I don't know. Do you think so? I think so. This is that there's some sort of layer. We see there's like Charlotte's books and other stuff here. Like boxed up Charlotte's books. Yeah. yeah. This person sets down Aria. There's an upside down doll head being used as a pencil holder. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. They make them they make themselves some scotch. Aria and Noel's files are here. Aria's file gets set aside. Noel's file goes into the, the round file here and is lit on fire with some uh over 100 proof irish whiskey there so do you think that's null i didn't think that was null i don't know i um i think this is ad basically is my impression hmm. um it's interesting because it makes you wonder why these two files like is there Knowles is just straight up destroyed is is Knowles file the one that could point to ad which is why it was just destroyed um my my idea when I was watching this was that the two files are taken are Arya's and Noel's. Arya's, I think, AD once for themselves because they think maybe it will lead to Charlotte's killer. Like if we're assuming that is their actual motive and not just like a massive misdirect, mm-hmm. then Arya doesn't get burnt up here because AD wants to investigate that. Noel's does because it could lead back to AD. That's my guess. Or Noel's is burnt up because it's a misdirect. And yeah, that's true. something, something... Tw- I don't know what you would do. Twin ship name for Aria would be cacophony. cacophony. Yeah. Um, because doesn't the isn't the A move to like covet stuff, artifacts of your own, whatever your own origin could be. Could you be, know yeah. if you're making your own new soul room or what have you. I can't remember what happens in the next episode and whether or not there's anything related to Aria. I don't think there is really. Everything's related to Aria. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just like takes from the airport. Um, but anyway, yeah, that is original gangsters, and now it's time for Seven Ten: The Darkest Night. Um, we did talk a shitload about this episode not long ago, so I don't think we need to go too much into detail here. I would agree. Yeah, um, the three and a half hour episode. Um, you can find it online. Uh, but this episode is written by our Marlon King and Maya Goldsmith, directed by Arlene Sanford. Is it me or is it kind of fucked up what Hannah does to Noel Khan in this episode? Well. You gotta, you gotta. He's take, not a good guy. Granted, you gotta take from her perspective, though. She's one hundred percent in on that he tortured her. I guess it seems like there's easier ways to get someone's DNA than slicing a huge gash in his knee. I mean, I, if if she thinks she's getting revenge, then sure, yeah. 
I mean, she's a little reckless, and that's not a good place for Hannah to be, for sure. Um, I think you had said at one point that uh, when people are first getting into the show, Hannah's their favorite character. And then I think... Um, um, not in season one. I think you had mentioned that in one of our first episodes, that for a lot of new people, Hannah's like their favorite character. They like Hannah. But then I think as it progresses, you you start to graft onto one of the other liars. You start to relate to them more. Um, one of the things this casual rewatch has has made me more interested is just Hannah in general. Um, this is not a great storyline for Hannah, but I find that there's a lot more depth and a lot more interesting stuff in Hannah than I, I don't know, previously felt or took away from it. I would say Hannah is a popular liar among general fans of the show. Although if you're just starting out watching it from episode one, she would not be your favorite at first. I don't think because she's not very likable in the first season. I mean, it's kind of like think, there's an Arya to Spencer shift, and then eventually, I think you get to Hannah. I think we might have been Hale. talking about like the snappiness and stuff. Yeah, once she's like a a a, a flask carrying mm-hmm. wino in some of the you know uh, first few episodes. But anyway, um, yeah. So Hannah's missing. They think she's been kidnapped or something. Mona, Allie, Allie, and Caleb are all here with the other liars. Eventually, they agree to call the cops. I gave her a new phone. You can't hack it. And I was like, no, you can't hack it. <laughs> um, yeah. Hannah whips out her giant knife and admires her reflection. In it, as you do. It's like they really want us to think Hannah is about to like slit Noel's throat or something. She even like pulls his neck back. Like, like she's about to like cut him. And then no, she just cuts his knee instead. She's like, Hey, no, have you seen that movie? Antichrist. Yeah. I and mean, she is like flashing back to her time kidnapped herself here. So I guess this is trying to justify, you know, the way she's behaving. Um, and she's, she's like kind of hitting him and like, you know, tell me, tell me, you know, I want the truth, all that, you know, it's a dark turn of events for Hannah, the, the dollhouse, the, the being kidnapped and cattle prod and all that. I guess this, the one thing that never totally worked for me in this half season was that she has this really harrowing experience in, in seven or in 701 where she's kidnapped and cattle prodded and she gets away and like, who knows what was going to happen to her there. And then it kind of seems like that trauma is underplayed for a while. Mm-hmm. And like, because there's like Haleb drama and, yeah. and Spalib and all that. And then like suddenly it just like, it came back like, oh, by the way, she's still really traumatized by this. Also the, the, the added guilt of being behind the wheel when Rick is killed. Yeah. That, that kind of all got in the way of her trauma a little bit. I feel like where it's like, we weren't really talking about that much. And then suddenly it was like, Hannah's gone too far because she's, you know, like she, she's still suffering from this uh, thing that happened to her that we just haven't really talked about. In five I mean, we should be thankful that Hannah even gets out of bed for half these episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, she, you know, broke up with her fiance and all that other stuff. Well, that might have been a therapeutic gesture. Yeah. But it's just like all this other drama happening. And then it's like, let's come back to, by the way, Hannah still is, has PTSD from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she cuts Noel, who's Noel's like unconscious. He doesn't ever really wake up here. She cuts him. She's got his blood and she just stares at the knife like a psychopath. When you do DNA tests to determine paternity, like do you. Is blood usually the method? No, they like swab the inside of your cheek. Like I'm all, I'm all about she goes to the DNA lab guy and just like hands him the bloody knife. And he's like, you could have just like 
pulled a, a hair out of the person but sure we can test this too well i feel like he opens up the manila thing sees the knife he's like oh shit and she like whips out like another c note and he's like no i can do that mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to find out who your baby daddy is and she's like fuck you i could put two strains of blood on this knife mm-hmm. yeah so so they called 911 and they uh you know it's a, a pll like a uh, premiere finale episode because the cops are all over the hastings house mm-hmm just, uh, there's like a forensics guy there. I don't know what that guy's doing. Um, Marco Fury's there directing things around. Toblerone is about to leave. Mm-hmm. Toby's about to get out of here. It's his last day on the force. Two days of retirement and all that. Um, he wants to stick it, stick around and see this through. And Marco's just like, nah, get out of here. But remember there was a question as his heirs, like especially the day of like fervor of who's going to die, who's going to live. And it was like... By this point in the episode with Toby, like it's like it's definitively his last day on the forest. Aren't you just like, oh my god, Toby's gonna die. Totally gonna die. Marco Fury, not that tall. Toby's Toby's much taller than it looks like. Does that make you feel better? I'm I'm neutral to that fact. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um yeah, he's like like Toby's like, I could always postpone my retirement or whatever. And and Fury's like, nah, just finish your shift, get out of town. Mm-hmm. Toblerone. I don't think you're going to be the element that cracks the case. Yeah. I think we got it without you. Yeah. We got our friends. This guy here. We're good. Yeah. Caleb mentions. Someone's bringing donuts. So it's not like we need you. <laughs> Caleb mentions that like Jenna thing is still at the rally. So that he's going to go like keep tabs on her with Mona. Mm-hmm. And uh funny moment when Spencer goes to talk to Marco and thanks him. She like apparently lied to him the episode before about something. And she's sorry for that. And then she gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And it's like, all the other liars are like, mm, scandalous. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing that Caleb wasn't there for that. Uh, it would have been interesting to see his reaction. Do you think Toby saw this? No, because presumably both Toby, Toby and Caleb have left the scene at this point. Do you think they had like an awkward, tense thing outside where he's like, I'll give you a ride? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On his motorcycle. Hop on. Got the pink helmet for Caleb, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's legitimately the best scene in all of Angel. Mm-hmm. Just staring at that pink helmet. Yeah, um, so Spencer is shocked that she just did that. And he's just like, hey, it's cool. Just don't do it here. Um, and it's mildly charming. I feel like half the cops, when they walk back over them, they're just like, uh, listen, Fury, we got to warn you about this girl. And he's like, I did my research. And they're like, did you? Did you? Are you sure? <laughs> um. Hannah looks fantastic in this like missing white woman footage <laughs> on the news. No con looking pretty good himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. News report basically just says she's missing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Everyone. A, a white woman is missing. Hannah goes to the <laughs> DNA lab to drop off some blood rush job. It'll be done tomorrow. This dude fails to see that on the news right behind him. Like this woman he's talking to is reported missing right now. Mm-hmm. She. Ex- nervously walks past like a security guard who's standing around is there a security guard necessary in like a dna lab for the dramatic tension it is yeah okay uh jenna thing is at the rally panicked calling noel on on the phone getting voicemail and just being like where are you the police are saying this like what's going on did you kidnap hannah like yeah you know what the hell moan is listening in all that all that caleb comes over to kind of let find out what's going on and then of course (laughs) unshaven Ezra Fitz FaceTiming from what are they Columbia? Yeah. From like Pagoda or wherever. Uh letting Aria know that, you know, it was a bust 
there was no no Nicole here, so he's coming home. There's this weird thing where he she's like, "Oh, do you want me to pick you up from the airport?" And he's like, "No, but be there when I get home." If you don't have plans, what the fuck? Yeah, like just if you want to talk to her, have her pick you up. Yeah, weirdo. Ezra is barely in this episode and somehow managed to still be awful. He's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Really good at that. Uh... Yeah, some more Hannah with her kidnapped Noel Khan. She hears on the police scanner that she's reported missing. So she's like, oh shit. Call the big guns. Gotta call Mona. Mona, thankfully, is just like, why the fuck didn't you call me first? I know. Really? If you're going to kidnap someone, tell Mona. She'll help you out. So Mona frisk Noel down. My, just, I wanted to just point out again. Noel Khan, Mona's ex boyfriend, um, frisks her down, finds that flash drive of the uh, dollhouse videos that were stolen from Spencer's place the night before. Oh, well, Hannah's like, what are you doing? And Mona's like, feeling these amazing quads. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's been working out. He is <laughs> juiced. Um, he doesn't want to like settle for busting him for the flash drive. This is just so dumb. Like they have him on video at the dollhouse. Like you don't need like you can wait a day for DNA evidence. Just turn him in now. Like I feel like that this plot in this episode, there's a lot of idiot ball getting tossed around in order to like make things move where they need to move. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a truth up game. Yeah, throwing the idiot ball around. Um, yeah, so he she wants him, you know, bust for the full ride of being AD, torturing her, everything. She's you know trying to get in her own eyes her own worth back her validation um meanwhile spencer's page shows up with donuts for everyone and allison's like what the fuck pigskin Ugh, not a good look for Allie. like jealousy jealousy on Allie, especially like of page of page like you're allison de Laurentiis. like what happened <laughs> like now you're the girl who gets jealous of page remember five years ago when you apologized for being horrible to her think again pigskin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Allie is just kind of low-key awful in this episode for the most part allison's like hey Paige, remember five years ago when i told you that i was mean you because i didn't like myself nah i don't <laughs> like you <laughs> yeah ali's just like i'm gonna go throw up but like and then like literally i guess because uh she's got like morning sickness yeah, as sure. we'll find out um so I mean, Paige is definitely getting a little clingy like she she's got like a hand on the back yeah it's not naturalistic um Paige is She's making a move. Well, she does refer to herself later as Emily's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I find that the, the broader plot line here, Paige is back to apply for the swim coach job, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, encourages Emily to apply for it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both applying. I don't think, I don't think Paige suggested it to Emily. Okay, they I found out they were both applying and they're supportive of each other. They're not competing for it. I think Paige wants them to compete, though. Like, yeah, I think that's that's did you, part of their whole. Did thing. you see how it spins out? No. Okay. What are there spoilers out now or something? They're, they released some like one minute preview scenes. Oh, I've only seen I I've only seen two of them. But I've only seen the the one minute one. Yeah. I'll just say this: Mrs. Horowitz is back. Oh, um, excellent! Yeah, yeah, it is excellent. Um, Horowitz, um, Mona will finally success successfully coach Hannah into making a great false report to the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hannah practices her her story which is that she wanted to go find the girl who Noel Khan in her dreams pushed down the stairs which I, I refuse to accept that that's actually what happened there Fury's like what is this Twin Peaks <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream where this was the secret Noel Khan had 
Uh, and Marco is just like, I think Noel Khan has better secrets than that. I did say that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get a great scene again of uh, Jenna putting on lipstick in the reflective elevator. But instead of Hannah, she'll be talking to Mona at the rally this time. Mona's there to offer a deal. Get out of town now and we'll spare you from uh, just the heat when Noel goes down, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting scene. I don't know if there's necessarily more we could read into that than Mona just trying to like get some pieces off the chessboard. Well, it's interesting to me that like even with uh, 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 episode 620 and this one, there's these scenes where Mona has to basically just go like shake down tertiary characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like the Saeed of this show. Call her first. You'd be off this island seven years ago. Got to keep sending Mona on like missions around the other side of the island. So she'd be too competent and but fix things otherwise. Of course, Hannah's her constant. Um, oh, Noel Khan, by the way, has woken up because they didn't. They didn't leave anyone to guard him there. So he just wakes up and he's pissed and he like hulks out and he's he's going to be loose next time. Like yeah. they don't check on this dude for like a day and a half. And they're like, oh shit. Imagine Noel what, got away. Imagine what Noel Khan smells like right now. Also, he's he needs his latest dose of Ketrosol White. Um, Hannah and Caleb will reunite. It's like oh, a- Noel probably has like gangrene. <laughs> I, mean, I think we brought this up in the original podcast, but like he doesn't look so good by the end of the episode. You might need uh, some antibiotics. The the deadly combination of gangrene and syphilis making its way to his brain has turned mm-hmm. him homicidal. Like battle axe homicidal. Yeah, Caleb and Hannah will reunite like a fucking moonlighting episode of more fucking. Um, uh, what is the line? I, I don't have it written down. It's just like you eat French. You eat French fries in bed cold. You don't do the dishes until there's mold or something. Some variation of that. Like he starts rhyming. You won't admit that we're supposed to be together forever. It's like a, it's like a brain dead Doctor Seuss yeah. rhyme. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So eventually, he—I mean, he had to like work on that beforehand, oh, fuck right? Yeah, he did. He's like, this is going to be totally organic and casual. I practiced this in the mirror twenty times. Yeah, yeah. Get it, Toby. Oh, we're having this long drive through the woods. Can I workshop something with you? Let me run some bu- r- lines by you, bro. I would love it. Let's uh, let's role play. You be Hannah, I'll be me, bro. Can I be you and you be Hannah? Well, Toby, that just doesn't make any sense. I know, bro, but I'm leaving town. Also, bro, can I kiss you? I need this just one time. Say goodbye. Well, I guess, but uh... I'm trying to think of the lines for Toby to do that. Oh. You eat French fries in bed, cold. Damn you don't it. do the dishes until there's mold. Damn it, babe. You don't realize that we're supposed to spend the rest of our lives together. Also, something about shifty waiters. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you say, Toblerone? Something about shifty waiters? Take me now. Where? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. <laughs> shifty waiters? Whatever he says after. Like you send food back if the, waiter... the waiter breathed on it. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, Emily sensed that they were going to go fuck town, so she's staying with Allison. Just imagine if she hadn't had that insight, like what she walks in on later. Oh yeah, boom, Caleb's asshole and balls. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some thoughts on that. Scene you want some midnight quiche? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is a term I've not heard used before. <laughs> Where'd you pull that one from? Well, out of Caleb's asshole and balls, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, instead, Allie's just like, I'm pregnant. Wah. <laughs> yeah. Emily, I love Emily's like, 
who's the father? <laughs> yeah. Is it Rick's? She's like, obviously, probably. She's like, what the fuck, Emily? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the father? You are, Emily. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. We're going to need 10 more episodes to get into that. <laughs> if that's romantic, right? <laughs> no? Ooh. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, we can just get past all this stupid pregnancy stuff. Uh, Aria at home. She's all dressed up nicely. She's like lighting a fancy candle. She's made dinner. There's like wine bottle and glasses out. Way too good of a girlfriend for Ezra here. Or fiance, I guess we could say now. Mm-hmm. She is on the phone with his voicemail. Just being like, hey, what's going on? Where are you at? You know, by the way, a cop's going to be outside. But, you know, just go with it. This is a weird like romantic you've just gotten home from a long trip to confirm that your ex-girlfriend is dead or your dead girlfriend is dead because she's not really your ex well this whole episode is paced kind of strangely where it's like tension kidnapped Noel Khan, hannah missing for like the first 15 minutes and then for like 20 solid minutes it's like shipping yeah you know? <laughs> i hate to say it but i feel like as like the publicity head of the creative staff doesn't i marlon king have to play to that element the strongest i guess yeah i don't know i i honestly feel like a lot of the other writers are probably relieved that they don't have to i'm not sure they each oh. have their, their favorite ships well they have but like yeah. but like they have a niche that they get to play with mm-hmm. like whatever's going to happen in episode 15 you mean it's like because it's a premiere or finale they have to have like well, shipping like, stuff and like at, at paley i'm our mm-hmm. king has to be like everyone's endgame yay yeah. you know um yeah, Except so, for Toby and Spencer here, because uh, Marco's shown up. Uh, Toby has passed him the baton and said to run with it. Yeah, bro, you need to get her something from Sarno's. Trust me. And a cherry soda with crushed ice, which, yeah. anyway. Here's what we're going to do, Marco. We're going to role play what you're going to say. Yeah. Marco's like, I'm not into that, Toby. What do you, who do you do that with? <laughs> no one. Only friends. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, so yeah they're gonna have some italian food there uh and then it's time for just some very theatrical fucking between caleb and hannah here Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. the fuck does this wow like on the sheepskin rug kneeling like i guess this is a callback to when they like first did it in the tent but like so in the in the previous scene it was earlier in the day Mm -hmm. they'd started making out Caleb is just then like I think it was like evening-ish by the time they got back well no matter what Caleb had to be like hold on let's stop for a second he like turns on the fireplace lowers the lights you know like like let's make this nice and perfect and it's like true story a few days ago at my uh, wedding shower mm-hmm. that fire almost killed somebody and Caleb's like Hannah I can only get so erect <laughs> it was Arya oh my god I just came <laughs> don't worry I got more jam um, yeah, there's going to be some like like licking of each other's scars. Oh, yeah. He's going after the scar. I mean, that is definitely the sexiest part of the scene, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> the om- cattle prod scars. We almost go back to the, the, the Blackburn like bush well, but we don't. Uh, but they're, they're like nip to nip. He undoes her hair. There's some hand. There is clenching. some hand stuff uh, on we- the sheepskin rug. I, I assume this is like right in front of like huge bay windows where everyone can see. <laughs> it's certainly in front of like the five cameras that Lucas mm-hmm. has set up there. We cut to the uh, train entering the mountain. <laughs> yeah, cut to the exact opposite of of that kind of date. It's just the uh, mopey Netflix and chill here on the couch with 
uh, Emily and Allie. Allie just starts crying and then wants to make out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From Netflix and drill to Netflix and chill. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Netflix and drill. <laughs> I mean, you could have made this cute, right? Like you could have been like, Hey, let's have Emily and Allison get together and we'll make it romantic. Instead, she's like, I'm sad because I'm pregnant. Kiss me. Well, imagine you're in the right room pitching this and you're like, when there's tears and someone's like, happy tears? No. <laughs> no. Oh. But they're still going to do it? Just, yeah, they're going to do it. Oh. And Emily's just like, Allie, this is a horrible idea. Like, you're obviously not in the right state of mind. And Allie's like, no, but I promise. And Emily's like, all right, let's do it. I and I will bed you and give you the greatest night of pleasure of your life. Whatever. Um, yeah. So Arya's going to be on the phone trying to figure out what happened to Ezra. Arya's arguing with United right now. <laughs> oh my God. If that video had been Ezra getting punched in the face and dragged off the plane. I think social media would have a very different tone towards United right now. If that was the case. Oh, we'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. We'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an author of a book. It's coming out later this fall for my dead girlfriend. As Arya is arguing with United on the phone, on the TV, suddenly she sees Nicole covered in dirt. And I'm just going to say leaves, even if they're not there or not. And she's uh, like, you can't hear because the sound off. But she's like, Ezra? Ezra. Uh, and she runs out. And then, of course, Ezra is fucking there. He's all like sweaty, too. Like he just Pit hiked stings. into the, the wilderness. Yeah. And she gives him a hug. And there's definitely a kiss here. Like it's like it kind of cuts to Arya and then it cuts back. Is there a kiss here? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you right here. Let me just frame by frame it here. She's she's like walking close to the TV, like you've got to be fucking shitting me. Mm-hmm. And then right on the TV, we see Ezra just pulling away. I wish you could Nicole. see Benjamin Light's wrist yeah, moving. That's a his kiss, head. right? That looks like a kiss. Yeah, he's holding her hand or her head in his hands. His face is pressed up against hers. Like, what else is he doing? And then he, then he, in the woods, in the jungle here, while armed people watch, he lifts her up onto the stove mm-hmm. and <laughs> takes her right there. Harry's like, well, that's just excessive. Come on. You can't show that on TV. Um, yeah. And this is all, I love that this is happening on television for her to watch and just be mortified. And then because she's Arya, she like rewinds it and watches it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then Pictunia's like, you know what you have to do. Uh, and then I think we finally cut to the next morning, right? Yeah. Uh, next morning, Spencer goes to visit Toby as he's changing his oil. Cause what a Toby thing to do. Like Toby's the kind of guy who like whatever vehicle he has, I think it requires maintenance for any trip longer than like morning commute. You have to do this. So everyone knows that you're a man. Mm-hmm. Like that's his thing. I think um, like, they're going to go for a Sunday drive. And he's like, hold on, Yvonne. I got to check the brakes. I'm going to check the dipstick. Yeah. I workshop this with Caleb. That was actually innuendo. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> she comes to give him a book. Maybe cuts his brake lines. Uh, asks to kiss him one last time when she finds out Yvonne's not around. Inappropriate. Yeah. He like doesn't really want to kiss her, but he just kind of like stands there and lets her kiss him, and then he kisses her back a little, mm-hmm. and then just like makes like just weird fireworks like, wounded, are happening behind them. Wounded puppy dog Toby face like at the end there as she walks away. Yeah, she's just like Toby. You deserve that great, beautiful love, and he's like ditto. And she just walks off after really just fucking him up. 
Uh, he's just oh, like, oh, bro, oh, pow, pow, pow. You had such a great frame there at one point. Oh, it's gone. What are you looking for, oh, Toby? Here, of Toby's sadness. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. Oh, there's, there's, there's so. It's like an orgy of Toby looking bloated of sadness. Mm-hmm. Poor Toby. Uh, also, he's just read the script that he's going to die like that morning. I'm sure. <laughs> Back at the dealer in his house. Emily's waking up on the couch next to Allie and she hears arguing Allie's outside. Resting her head gently on Emily's breast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wake up to... The, those are cool pajamas. I know I said that before, but still, they're cool pajamas. They wake up to the sound of uh, Manic Paige outside. Paige telling the cop outside that Emily's her girlfriend. Interesting. Yeah. Emily's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, so she goes outside and kind of comes and she's like, calms things down with the cop there. <laughs> Paige, you're in the army. You don't exactly have a rank. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Paige is like, oh, you slept over there last night. And Emily's just like, oh, he's in a bad place right now. And Paige is just like, this is all bullshit. Allie's manipulating you and you're a fucking sucker for following for it. Um, what I was thinking about is based on the angle. Did Paige think that Emily was at Spencer's? And then she was like, oh, shit, you came from behind me. You came oh, from yeah. her house. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> But yep. Paige is showing up because today is the deadline for the application of the job, which Emily's going to... Everyone knows Emily's going to turn in her application late. She's Emily Fields. Like Emily could actually hold down a coaching job where she can't leave constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, you, kid of the eczema, cover for me. Yeah, Paige says, you know what? Call me when you finally decide to cut the strings because she says that Emily is Allie's puppet. Hmm. Told yeah. theory. And then Emily goes back to bed of Ultron. Um. Uh, Hannah tells everyone that she's oh uh, Hannah wakes up in Caleb's arms DNA calls Noel's not a match um, Hannah tells everyone she screwed up they decide to sneak out I love it they record a fake conversation to play on tape to fool the cops well this is after finally oh wait no they haven't even snuck out yet yeah, they wait till nighttime mm-hmm. just to sneak out after recording a fake conversation I, how long is this fake conversation I hope the cops bill them that's what I want to know oh you 100% you're going to get billed yeah Especially when it's re- revealed to be a false alarm. Mm-hmm. And then so like seemingly 36 hours after they left Nocon, they finally go back to him and are like, shit, he's gone. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, my God. What if he had been there and Spencer was the one who's like, we have to cut off his and he's leg like to save fucking his life. Ripe. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they like take off Arya's belt, wrap around his thigh. She has to like hold it with her teeth. What, Spencer what, gets, what like, do they a, use? What, what cutting instrument? Could they use for that? I'm trying to think, what did they use in that scene in Day of the Dead? What about a um? What do they call those? Like the like the meat carvers, you know, the little electric knives they use in the kitchen to like oh, carve oh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. ham yeah. or something. And then they 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 like break that bowl or make make a torch and just like rub it against his bloody stump yeah. to like stop the bleeding. Yeah. What is the the guy's line in Day of the Dead? Uh, choke on it? No, no. Uh, you made me look like an asshole. You You're, made me feel like a piece of shit. You made me look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they discover Noel Khan has escaped and then immediately all get texts. Uh, also, the, the tape that Hannah was filming this whole thing with is gone. Mm. She, like an idiot, she left it there. So they get a text, exchange the flash drive for the tape. And because like because everyone has the idiot ball in this episode, I'm going to assume that they never even made a copy of that flash drive. I'm just going to say... Two episodes ago, Emily coined it. Dr. Amateur Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the rally, yeah, there's Caleb and Mona um, having a lovely little tea time together. This business with them fixing each other's tea, crossing arms, it's so weird. I don't know what it means. Well, 
he gets a sugar cube from her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get a sugar cube. So she knows it. Just he wants a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. It's like she knows how he likes his coffee. He knows that she likes cream in her, her coffee. Uh, and then seemingly Jenna shows up at the bar and like has drinks sent over them. But it's actually Sydney who's like, hi, I'm here for this one line. Goodbye. Also, dummies. Jenna's not going to wear a hood inside. Yeah. Jenna can't see if it's raining or not. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney's just like, I have one line in this episode and that was it. Y'all done got played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what she says. Um, Toby is packing up about to leave with Yvonne. He almost sends Spencer a text and then wisely does not. Babe, I'm full of feels. Yeah. What is it? He's going to say heading out soon. I just wanted to say, and then he stops himself and just deletes it. Good idea. Toby smartest thing you've ever done. And that's it. Before he dies. And Toby dies. Yeah. yeah. And then cut to like Elm Street here. This like weird abandoned like, former blind school place or whatever. There's always one of these they can go to. Oh, ran by um, uh, I am Arlen King's dad. That's who established it. The um, the editing here is very strange. Yeah. Like when they first Whoa. get here. There's, there's like, 10 minutes left in this episode and so much happens. So much happens. It really seems it's like maybe you could have trimmed some of the shipper stuff in the middle. Yeah. To make room for this. Yeah. Because it, it seems like everything's happening really fast. Like they show up, we like get some cuts of like rats and stuff. Suddenly we just like a random cut of Mary Drake somewhere. 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 We don't even know where. Like seemingly like on the outside, maybe looking in or in another room. But hearing them like yeah. And we were like won't cut back to her ever again until she shows up at the end of the episode. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is like all a death trap. First they they just put the flash drive down. And then it's like the tape is upstairs for them to come get. But then clearly it eventually becomes a death trap. We don't need to get into all the the, the choreography here because there's quite a lot. The the Tim Burtonness of it all. Yeah. Well, there's quite a lot of like we need to move these two characters here and then like this other character can come by and then they go off in this other direction. So these these other characters can move in here. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, the sight of Jenna thing with a gun, like blind person with a gun and they must all be quiet. Like that has like a nice kind of just pulpy genre feel to it yeah you know it's like a like a horror movie or something well just what they've essentially turned her into Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't think yeah this is like jenna knoll's like death trap they're gonna like do away with the liars for good here what is their end game i think they just wanted to kill them all and then and then have sex on their bodies they they assume that the liars have killed charlotte at least that like Jenna at the end is just like this is for Charlotte or something like that. Well, like I, I think about applying Noel's logic when he's talking to Spencer. Was it six season five? Uh, Allison sent me to that house, and now I need to have the insurance. So is it like they know that those videos incriminate them? They want to get the flash drive, but they also want to kill any potential witnesses so they can like I don't know, sleep comfortably at night for the first time ever. Yeah, I mean I feel for Jenna in a regard. She didn't lose her sight; they took it from her. There you go. Um, you know, she smothered fear. But like, no, not as much. It's not the same story. You know what I mean? Yeah, what are you up to, Noel? Yeah, it's just another like like white guy. Well, with, like aggressive I mean, at privilege. this point, he might have like lethal gangrene and who knows what's going on in his brain. Like he's he's not in the, a normal state in mind for Noel Khan, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Again, the like you said, the gangrene, the gangrene, and the uh, the syphilis that's making its way to his brain is mm-hmm. just ruining him. I like Ali has a line in here. Is there a blind baby ec- epidemic I didn't hear about? Because <laughs> of course, there's like this whole weird incubator room 
uh, with a bunch of like fake dolls and like the Tim Burton room full of like, <laughs> like Pictunia fetuses and stuff. I honestly feel like some of the stuff in season five with Hannah and Allison, it's not just like, oh, they're both blonde. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is like, okay, guys, Allison's back. How do we write this character as a living, breathing person? And I honestly feel like somebody had to say at one point, I don't know, peel off a couple of Hannah lines and see where it goes. Because mm-hmm. that's what she gets half the time. Yeah, yeah, true. And uh, Hannah, I feel like Hannah's like, yeah, I've got an identity disorder. Like, I saw the first draft of that script and I see the second draft of the script. You're stealing my lines. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, eventually Noel Khan shows up. I mean, the set design here is amazing. The details. Holy yeah. shitballs. They're hiding. Uh, Hannah comes up behind them and like charges them with like a coat rack or something. Beetle pig. This is after Emily stupidly left her phone upstairs. Um, and then, of course, he, he found a battle axe at some point that he will drop. And then Emily shoves him against the wall and he falls on that battle axe. And oh, R.I.P. Noel Khan. And then Hush Hush Week Charlotte, like his head clunk 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 like that bowling ball down jenna will step over it jenna fucking kicks it yeah well i mean you had the bit where they go to archer's secret like safe house or yeah, whatever yeah, with the, the with the head set up at the head yeah and then the bowling ball that, that gets knocked down and then finally the actual head which i feel like maybe the liars should have been more shocked by yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more you can crank up the intensity than was already there. Like, if they actually saw Nolcon's head bouncing around, well, it just makes me think. Like, I think what like Norbert directed that one episode. Like, do you do you have a conversation with your director when he's like, "What's the point of the head thing?" And they're like, "Let me tell you this gag we're planning for episode ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thump 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 thump. Poor Nolcon. We we didn't get to find out, you know, all, all about him and how he learn to smell fear and how he says i taught jenna a lot of things like like what there's one thing jenna taught charlotte me it's how to smell fear and also maybe blood he bitches never understood me and now we never will tragically that is the end for nolcon he lost his head yeah that's not how he become head of the department and then jenna kicked his head and like didn't realize that she had just kicked the head and went on up the stairs (laughs) so hilarious pointing the gun sinisterly monologuing and then like going to like the next room <laughs> this is like this is the board for like your weird pll clue game yeah really oh man the head <laughs> how Noel. would you even play as jenna in a pll board game I, I do you just wear a know. blindfold yes <laughs> like you, your pieces aren't even on the board anymore and you <laughs> don't know uh and so then they they all go upstairs uh the rest of them to find hannah and emily and like noel's body there and then just the choreography of this is so strange where like jenna is there pointing the gun around at everything but she can't hear them so they hustle past and somehow spencer goes to the back of the line as they all hustle past like she's going in the opposite direction two shots are fired we hear spencer say no before the second one yeah um and then cut back to spencer she never made it downstairs she's like crawling in the baby room Jenna finds her because uh, Spencer's been shot here. And then Mary Drake shows up and knocks Jenna out and like takes the gun away. And then seemingly while Mary is in the room and the other liars are all running around looking for her, AD shows up mm-hmm. and drags Jenna away. Now, does Mary just not notice this or was Mary there with AD? Like if AD is like the Spencer twin, that would kind of make sense, right? Yeah, I... I can see the confusion or whatever, but I mean, what is Mary like? Look, Spencer, before you black out, it's a person in a black hoodie dragging that blind girl away. 
I'll allow it. <laughs> well, like if if Mary was there with like her Spencer twin daughter or whatever, yeah. then well, you could do the thing where like she's, she's like wink, go ahead and drag her away, yeah. or you could do the thing where she could I don't know somehow legitimately be confused. I, don't, I mean, maybe she's so focused on her daughter bleeding out, she doesn't look up to see this other person is in the room dragging Jenna away. I don't know. Um, but they eventually, the rest of the liars find Mary singing to Spencer here, and Mary reveals that she's Spencer's mom, and they're like, what? And then the the best part of the episode is when we cut to an ambulance rolling by the leaving Rosewood City Limits sign, mm-hmm. because there's been an accident. A truck is plowed into a tree. See, like, the broken Scrabble it's board. Broken Scrabble board. And then dead behind the wheel, it's Toby and Yvonne next to him. Yeah. So I guess we have to accept now that Toby's probably not dead. Do we? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. My fingers are crossed, but I feel like it's going to be like, Yvonne died. Toby's okay. Hey, you can get back with Spencer now. How convenient. Like she's going to just nurse him back to health. Mm-hmm. His, his broken heart. His, yes. His broken face. She'll have Toby's heart in her chest and, and he'll have Yvonne's. Sorry, Yvonne's family. Rick Fox is going to be plenty pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. Or the accident is so disfiguring mm. that Toby has to get reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. to become Caleb. Ooh, And then Caleb has surgery to become Toby. And there's like, go with it. Actually, I'm Toby and he's Caleb now. We had an operation. Excellent. You're like, what? <laughs> Jenna thing is in like a van that AD is driving away in. AD drops the glasses in the hand, which I've always found very fascinating. And uh, then the a mask. Well, so even weirder. So wearing like the old man, mailman mm-hmm. mask. So like if Mary looked up, here's a weird old man in a black hoodie dragging this blank girl away. Perhaps. And yeah. Mary's like, I'm just going to go with it, man. I'm on mm-hmm. PCP. And Jenna's like, you're AD. So Jenna knows who AD is and would suggest that perhaps Jenna and Noel were getting AD messages and threats as well. When we did this originally, uh, if I remember correctly, you hadn't slept the night before because of pills and theories. But mm-hmm. like, weren't you like all in on like something like Caleb is evil stuff? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Caleb and Mona. Uh, Mona seems suspicious in this episode, and it really seems like, like I'm trying to think about that meeting between Mona, Sydney, and Jenna in 505. Mm-hmm. Like who the fourth member was, who was Mona meeting, who was a blonde behind the frosted glass in like 503. If that's Charlotte, then everything we've known about Mona for the past few seasons has been somewhat of a lie. Mm. Like her being in the dollhouse would have been all a ruse as well. And not necessarily. So, not necessarily, but seemingly if, if she's known who A was this old who Charlotte is A the whole time, then she's been very untruthful, basically. What if it was shower? Yeah. So that, I mean, I mean, we've theorized what three episodes ago that it was it was Allison. Yeah, we have lots of people as suspects, but yeah, it just it seems very shady. Whatever Mona was up to, and if she was playing a deeper game than we knew, if she's still an A helper, that'd be something. I I don't think they could get away with making her the ultimate A again, just because it's kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like you just need you need someone else that you can pull out of the hat there. Uh, but yeah, that was seven ten, and tomorrow. 7-Eleven is there, or maybe even today, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fun half season, though. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely think 704 is the best there. Darkest Night had a lot of fun moments, although I do think it suffers a little bit from the idiot ball thing where characters just have to act dumb in order to get them into the situations they need to be in. I mean, I think that once they get into that last 10 minutes, the the death trap there, um, it's it's a little rush, but maybe that's kind of the beauty of it, that it is so manic and and pushed around. I mean, we probably spent like two hours of our podcast just breaking down that last 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 7-Eleven coming uh, tomorrow, playtime. Mm-hmm. so yeah listen to this and we'll be posting our episodes on friday most likely mm-hmm. um as we have in the past and i think we'll probably have to split up the last episode into two up two podcasts because it's so long that's what was suggested to us by people who would know better than us mm-hmm. um so yeah uh hope you've enjoyed listening to our casual rewatch and it's time to get back into the game i hope you remember how to do normal podcasts Probably not. Probably not. We probably don't. All right. Until then, have fun with playtime. Yeah. Bye-bye.